Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. In 1972, Title IX was signed into law. This prohibited discrimination based on sex and changed the game for girls and women in sports across the nation. To learn more, the Greater Columbus Sports Commission and iHeartRadio invite you to listen to the new podcast, Starting Nine Up. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls and women's sports with the Columbus Connection. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or your favorite podcast platform. Well, hello, everyone, and good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to another exciting and spellbinding. uh, I don't even know what that means, really, spellbinding, but I know how to use the word. I'm just not sure what it actually literally means. But anyway, welcome to another best of Matt Connerton Unleashed from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. And of course, uh, you can hear Matt Connerton Unleashed live weekdays from 4 to 6 p.m. But here we like to bring you the best of. I was thinking earlier, too, maybe we'll do um, like for an end of the year special, we'll do uh, the very best of Matt Connerton Unleashed, where we take all the best clips from the best ofs and put them into one very best of mega show. Um, I'm completely kidding. We're not going to actually do that. We'll just keep making more best ofs. But anyway, I mean, it's an interesting idea, but that would be a, that'd be a lot of work, my friends. Uh, so uh, anyway, let's dive in, shall we? We'll share uh, some of our favorite recent clips, and who knows? We might even reach back in time to some of the early days of the show as well. I'm not going to give any more clues, though, whether or not we're actually going to do that, because as I record this at this moment, I don't know whether we're actually going to do that. Maybe we'll just do recent stuff. We'll see how things go. We'll see how I feel. Uh, I approach this uh, almost entirely on instinct, my friends, which is kind of another way of saying I try not to overthink it. Which some people then take as, you try not to put much thought into it at all, which is not what I'm saying at all. But uh, anyway, let's get to our first clip. Uh, I recently was visited by the Honorable Gary S. Hopper. He is a New Hampshire state representative from the town of Ware. And uh, Gary, uh, Gary pops in now and then. Uh, we shared a clip of Gary last week as well, where he got into a, a pretty intense discussion with uh, John Hopwood or John C. Hopwood, or John Claude Hopwood. But uh, John Hopwood is not in this clip. This is just Gary and I. Not only is Gary a local politician, he's also an inventor, and he has invented a great many things. And in this clip, he presents his latest invention, which, out of all of his ideas, this one's actually not half bad. <laughs> he might he might be on to something, but uh, here, you can judge for yourself. Here it is. I am not alone, my friends. It's so weird to see him on a Monday. But, what? But he does, in fact, exist outside of Wednesdays. The Honorable Gary S. Opera. I only only exist for a few moments. Oh. All it right. is just to confuse you. 
That is confusing. That's like uh, some weird existential stuff. Do you think? Um, do you think there's like uh, in an alternate universe where you exist at other times? You know, like the whole multiverse theory. Like there could be an infinite number of the Honorable Gary S. Hoppers. There is, but they're all awesome. Like there's no, like there's mm. no other universe where the Honorable Gary S. Hopper is less than awesome. Okay. So it is, yes, it's alternative, but not an alternative as in a, you know, like there's a evil Gary S. Hopper. If there there's, were, if there were, he would have a good he would be, he would be awesome, like, like evil yes. Spock. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. maybe, maybe. <laughs> but he'd be awesome at being evil. Yeah, he would be very awesome at being evil. Yes. But that doesn't exist. Oh. Because oh. I'm I'm currently aware of all my other existences at the same time. Wow. Yeah, I know. I would think that that would drive you... One of us you, is uh, having ice cream. It's pretty great. I would think... Really? No, it's really good because... I would think it would drive you insane. No, no. It's just... It's because you can tap into whatever the other ones are doing at any given time. Hmm. And, you know, if one's taking out the trash, but the other one's, you know, in bed with a beautiful woman, it's... Oh! It's, it's like, you know, you're just sitting there and go, wow. Wow. This is pretty great. Yeah, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and I don't even have to tell my wife. <laughs> that's, right, right, right. right. That's not reasonable. Well, in an alternate universe, is she's probably not your wife anyway. Probably not. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Right. That, yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty great. You got quite right. the infinite number of lives, right. In the uh, multiverse. Well, that's how I come up with all my inventions. Oh, I don't actually think of them. They just exist elsewhere. Ah, I see. Like the 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 uh, the deer spinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in a very redneck world, extremely redneck world. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, yes, yeah, yes. So I just saw it there, and then I said, oh, yeah, I bet nobody's heard it here. Right, right? yes. So well, I got that's... a new one. Okay. And I haven't I haven't made the prototype yet. Okay. But I'm working on it. Well, that's all right. It's radio. It's theater of the mind, so okay, you, you can describe yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I'll describe it effectively, so... Yes. Um, because, like, as I've told you many times, and it's like I have to tell people this so they wouldn't know, is is I am a genius. Right. You're a right? stable genius. A stable. I'm stable yes, genius. Yes, yes. As opposed to an unstable genius or something. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So um, my latest genius is, you know, you see these kids, especially teenagers, I don't think adults are as prone to it as teenagers, but they'll be sitting there with their head bent like 90 degrees staring at their cell phone while they're walking yes, yes right oh yeah well that's pretty dangerous it is yeah. you know oh yeah there's no telling how many walls you can walk into before you break your nose there's youtube videos of people walking into things walking off of cliffs exactly of so yeah. my new genius idea is to have a reflector a uh like a uh mirror okay yes that reflects the camera so you can have your camera on up in the corner and keep an eye on where you're going while you're texting and walking. Oh, so you don't have to look up. No. You just look at the... Just look at your camera. Wow. That's uh, not the worst idea in the world. What are you saying? I would what, say, what are you trying to say? I would say this, Gary. And like, I, not the worst idea means there's some other ideas maybe that I've had that... You found less than credible. No, but I no no. I will say this, Gary. Of all your inventions, I uh, I mean this sincerely. I think this is by far uh, your most recent. <laughs> no, I mean it. I'm not saying that to be funny. I 
That's, well, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to be sincere and encouraging and nurturing. Right, right. That's because that's why I come here because I can't handle um, conflict. Right. Most people can't. No. So that's yeah. why I come here yes. to be reassured. Yes. The only reason I ever show up on your show is reassurance. Right. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Boy, it sure doesn't sometimes. <laughs> Your last appearance on the show made it into the uh, best of episode that uh, aired on Saturday morning. Oh, uh, which one was that? That, that was uh, you and uh, Mr. Hopwood. Mr. Uh, Hopwood having he, a he, uh, theological discussion that uh, <laughs> where he did most of the talking. He was he was definitely the uh, Sean Hannity to your Alan Combs, which he, is uh, odd if you consider the ideology. But uh, right, right. But I, he's uh, he's very verbose. Yes, yes. I call it annoying. But. <laughs> Because I like it when you can actually get a word in edgewise, but anyway. But he, he was on your show once, on your television show, and he was... Uh, Cordial. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Depends on whether he's, you know... Well, he has... He has and I'm not telling tales out of school, because he talks about it all the time. He has CPTSD from his military experience. There's too so many freaking letters in that. He gets There's way too many freaking... You get a... You get a well... Kind of... I mean... It's a world I, of... It's a world of letters. It's... You know, usually people got letters because they're on the football team, but now it's right. People get all kinds of damn letters. Yeah, or you get letters after your name. Oh yeah, to get like a cool degree in something. Yeah, I got one before my name now. You do? Yeah, representative or honorable or well, all those. Yeah. So, th- so do you uh, do you write that on stuff on official documents, honorable or representative? Well, if it yeah, if I'm writing to somebody about a specific issue that. Oh. Because otherwise they don't know they don't know who it's from or what you know, it it frames the argument. Yes, no, that know? makes sense. Yeah, but I don't typically. No, I don't re- address myself that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> Excuse me, that's honorable. Yes, but that's why I want to change my first name from Gary. Really, I want to change it to Doctor. Cha- well, because then I can be Doctor Gary, and and people say, "Really? Yeah." Well, so you wouldn't be changed, but the- well, so you, but you wouldn't be changing if you change your first name from Gary to Doctor. You wouldn't be Doctor Gary. You'd be Doctor Hopper. Doctor Hopper. Yeah. Well, that actually sounds like a sounds uh, sounds relevant. Almost sounds like a character on a television show. It does, really. Or yeah. Do- Doc Hopper, an, Doc old, Hopper. an old country doctor. Sounds like I have a, a Stetson hat and a six gun. It really right? does. Yeah. It really does. Doc Hopper. I'm not. I'm not offended by that. That's a good idea. I like it. It's a great idea. You know, I've often uh, we would have these when I was your co-host on your show. We would uh, talk about stuff like this, and I would always say, I don't know why we're not working in Hollywood. We I don't know either. We have all these great ideas. We have the best ideas, actually, Matt. Yes. You and I were like the best team, right, on TV ever. I, well, yes, clearly, certainly up there I with mean, Laurel and Hardy and yeah, Loma yeah. and Fred, Carson and McMahon, and and Wills. <laughs> oh, that's about it, really. Those are all three, the three all the. Three and Stooges, all the teams, and we're uh, we're better than all of them. Yeah, we are. Yeah, so that's my latest idea. I think I'm going to make a trillion dollars on that. Easy. Do you have a name for it? No, that's what I'm oh. lacking. I got to come up with a clever, catchy mm. name because that's all that counts. It doesn't matter if it works as long as it's got a good name. That's true, right? Right. You know, it's like the uh, what was this stone? The rocks. The the uh, rocks. The uh, People used to buy. 
by a damn rock, and it said War, the Worry Stones. Were those? Was that it? Oh, right. People just selling freaking rocks, and people are buying them. Yeah, it's it not a, a Worry Stone though. Something like that. It's something like that. I can't remember either. Yeah, they were buying rocks for a long time. Yeah. So, the clever name is basically the only part of the invention that's relevant. What it does is secondary. Well, that's true. What you need to do is get a contract with Apple, and then you can call it the I something. I because if you put yeah you know like the uh, like I don't know like the I mirror or something like that because if you put I at the beginning of it, uh, you know people will buy it. Well, I, mean, I could just call it that with E Y E. Yeah, I reflector. Well, oh, right. I, yeah, but you need the I. You you need the the letter but, I. Yeah, but if I use E Y E, I don't have to pay those jerks anything. I know, but no one will be fooled. I'm not that you would be trying to fool anybody. No, no, I would never do that. This is all on the up and this up, up and up. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. You need a website and a website, right? For it. Yes, that'd be exciting. Actually, you need a website for all your inventions. I do. That seems like a lot. Yeah, how many inventions do, I, do you have? I don't know. I lost track actually. Oh. I mean, we had the uh, we had the super cool one, which was the. Uh, what was the one with the gerbil? <laughs> the uh, boy, that sounded wrong, but but you had an invention. <laughs> well, actually, I, I actually had Victoria Sullivan on my show. Yes. And I came because it was kind of along the same lines as the dirigible. Ger that's what I was thinking the of. Dirigible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, she's because she was talking about the overcrowding and the people are actually coming from Massachusetts and renting house, apartments in Manchester because it's so much cheaper than than I mean from Boston. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, Boston is brutal right now for so, housing. So, in other words, you got you got you know a, a a gal with two kids trying to rent a place in Manchester, competing against some jerk from uh, Boston. And it's it's just tough, right? So, oh, yeah. so I came up on on my show last week. I says, "What if we think outside the box?" Which is my favorite place to be, mm -hmm. and have um, helium. I mean, hot air uh, apartments. Oh, okay. Right, hot air balloons all over the city. Right, with raising the you know just kind of float up around. That's a good idea. I mean, it's uh, then if you find okay. So this is now. Now she called it the view. Had, the view would be great. The view would be great. Yeah. Except you'd be seeing all other hot air balloons after a while. Yeah, yeah. At first, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. If you're the first one, you're going to be they have the greatest view of all. You want to get in on the ground floor. You would, <laughs> even though there's. No, I get it. There's no right. ground floor. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. So anyway, Victoria said, you mean like elevated housing? We could call it elevated housing. Yes. See how that sounds like it's almost reasonable? Right. Yes. And yes. That, and she was saying, well, what if somebody's like dealing drugs? Just cut the cord. Well, that's true. Right? Yeah. You find out this one dirigible is uh, dealing drugs out of there. You just. Right. Right. Next thing you know, they're in Iceland. So is this part of her platform now? I don't think she's adopted it a hundred percent. She's work. I think she's got a team working on it. Right, right. Because right. for some reason she didn't, you know, go all, go all in on the great idea. But you yeah, know. yeah. But the thing is, my genius, I think, has to. You know, it, it takes a while for people because, you know, and and if you're surrounded by people who are lesser than you, mm -hmm. you seem kind of insane. Really, genius is almost insanity to those who are. The, <laughs> You know, not so brilliant. 
really. Right, right. You know, and I don't mean to demean everybody else. Right, yeah. June 23rd, 1972, the world of women's sports changed forever. Now, 50 years after Title IX became law, we're celebrating with a podcast dedicated to women's stories, where we'll examine and amplify women who changed the face of sports as we know it today. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls in women's sports with a Columbus connection. Exactly, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I often I, I, I used to sense that uh, again when I was your co-host, I would think I just can't, uh, you know, his genius. It's just it's it's beyond me. It is, it, yeah, I know. It's it, it's were, like an elevated genius. It's like right. up in the up in the balloon. Oh, hey, seriously, you, seriously, you know, want to want to know something cool? I was listening to this uh, professor. She was talking about. Um, uh, the problem with boys in today's society, mm-hmm. and she and she pointed out this this uh, fact that if you look at the spectrum of intelligence, right? Yeah. At the high end of the spectrum, the genius level, it's occupied mostly by men. Oh. Okay. Okay. If you look at the moronic segment of the population, it is also occupied mostly by men. <laughs> It's really kind of cool. So, in other words, you get you've basically got that bell curve, and so women tend to fall right into that into like a a restricted uh, curve, whereas men tend to uh, occupy the extremes. Also, it's kind of interesting. And I know some people who are like fill in both of those. Oh, sure. They're very, very brilliant, incredibly stupid at the same time. That might be why uh, two women uh, so often seem more reasonable in some ways. Because we're either uh, stupid way or, or, up, or we're way off, or we're either stupid or brilliant. I don't know why I was having or trouble both. saying that. It's like I was stupid there for a second. Yeah, I was trying to say we're either stupid or brilliant, and it came out we're 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 we're. I may have just had a stroke, Gary. I'm yeah. not sure what happened. That would you be ratings. Be. That would be. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I think you have to start kivying. Have to, okay, right. Yeah, yeah you get yeah. it, and I'd have to take over the show or something like that. Oh so, my goodness! Yeah, Matt's down for the count. I don't know what to do. What buttons do I press? Right, panic, 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 kind of thing. Yeah, and then ratings would go up. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be uh, that would be great. Yeah, I'd, I'll do that for you. Has that ever happened on? I mean, it never happened when I was your co-host, but has that anything like that ever happened on your show? Because you've had some very very old people on. I've had a lot of very old people on. Yeah, because you have a lot of state you reps, know, and yeah, you know. I do. They are, and and so. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I told you the joke I said years ago at the State House. I don't remember. It was because uh, I'll pretty much say anything as long as yeah. it's not too offensive. I don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah. But it was. Um, we were talking about medical marijuana, and I got up. And if people haven't seen it, you should go to the State House. If you haven't been to the State House, you should go to the State House. It's amazing. But anyway, up in Representatives Hall, there's you know the uh, 400 seats and the and the two podiums where you go up to speak. So I'm up at one of those podiums speaking on medical marijuana. Yeah. And I said, I don't want to speak to the other uses for medical marijuana, but I want to speak specifically to the glaucoma segment of it. And I, I have to tell you that after a lot of research and talking to my ophthalmologist, and um, the fact is the medication my ophthalmologist can provide for me now is more effective for the treatment of the pressure associated with glaucoma than marijuana is to treat it. Mm-hmm. 
It says, but there's a distinct advantage to using marijuana to treat glaucoma, and that is if you do go blind, you won't care. Right. Right? So I said that, and... and he, I'd give you an air horn for, uh, the, for the joke. So it's so <laughs> great because there's 400 people in there, and they're all like 70-ish, kind of. I don't know what the average is, but 60s anyway. I heard Bob Backus once say, I, I think he said the median age is deceased. Yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah. So it was it was really great because half of them didn't get the joke. Right, right. And the other half were laughing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like you get one half laugh and the other one going, "What? What?" Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you've ever heard but on Sundays here on WMNH um they run these old-time radio shows. Yeah. And they're really fun to listen to, especially the ones that have old commercials in them and old news reports and everything. It's really cool. But there was this one uh, and I didn't catch what the name of the show was. It kind of sounded like Dragnet, but it wasn't Dragnet. But it's like these cops are investigating these teenagers. And, and it, it clearly was from probably the 1950s. Right, right. It was like way back. And these cops are investigating these uh, teenagers. And, yeah. and for uh, it turns out one of them is uh, dealing marijuana. And just the the drama around it, in you know, in the context of today was just... It was unintentionally hilarious to me just right. listening to. Uh, oh, I love those old shows a yeah. lot because of that. They're so quaint, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, if you look back at um, um, oh, what was the show? You know, like in the era of Bewitched and, and things like that. Hus yeah. Husband and husbands and wives, like uh, the Dick Van Dyke show. Mm-hmm. Um, they had separate beds, mm -hmm. and they were not, if they laid in bed, they had to have one foot on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there was never a, uh, um implication of sex or anything else. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. children came by magic back right, in the, right, the 60s, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, but by the same token, it was a, a lot of good about it, too. Mm. You didn't have the, you know, the, um... It wasn't encouraging perverted self-destructive behavior. Yeah, I suppose. There was, um, when I was a kid, I would watch reruns of I Love Lucy. Yeah. And I remember asking my mom about this because I thought, I thought it was interesting. I think I Love Lucy was the show. Early episodes. And that was one of the shows, I think, that went from black and white to color yeah, during, yeah, yeah. during the series. Early episodes of the show, it was like that, just like Dick Van Dyke, where they're in separate beds. But then in later episodes, they're in the same bed. And uh, and I asked my mom about it, and she explained to me, well, you know, people started to get, to get less uptight about it because they're a married couple. Why do you have them in separate beds? That's absurd. But I just, I, I was always kind of fascinated about that, that within the show, that that kind of evolved, you know. Well, by the same token, I say they don't encourage self-destructive behavior. That's not entirely true. Everybody smoked in those shows. Oh, yeah. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah. Everybody was... Drinking in the afternoon was like what you did. <laughs> everybody had cocktail that's, parties. That's true. Yeah, right, right after work. Yeah, that's the yeah, first everybody thing. Everybody had cocktail. Parties. That was the first thing. Yeah, open open up some uh, alcohol and pour something. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Smoke you're right. a cigarette. And smoke drink. a cigarette. Yeah, you know nothing it, could ever go bad in, in that environment. Well, that reminds me. You know what else I heard yesterday while I was listening to those old shows? Yeah. I heard an ad for Dr Pepper. Right, and in the ad. The guy is saying something like, those other soft drinks have harmful ingredients and this and that, but Dr. Pepper is actually good for you. 
I'm not, I'm not kidding. And it's like, it'll give your children plenty of energy and they'll, which they'll then be able to burn off. And like, just like, I'm like, what? Right, right, right. <laughs> it's so bizarre. So caffeine and sugar are good for you <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it was a different time. It was a different time. You listen to all those ads. You listen to some of the, uh, the Marlboro ads and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, or like lucky strikes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, it's, it's amazing. The stuff that they were encouraging, because by the time I was a teenager, everybody was smoking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you you were a smoker, right? Yeah, yeah. I um, I tried a cigarette once in high school just because I was curious about it, and I never did it again. Hey, Matt. Yes. You've got a caller coming in in two minutes. Yes. And I got to go pick up a grandson in uh, oh. the other side of town, so I'm going to take off. Okay. Um, don't anybody steal my idea before I have it patented. Right. You jerks. Yes. I hate your audience. I know. Well, yes, they're very opportunistic. Hey, remember to go vote tomorrow. Did you tell them to go vote? Right. No, I didn't. For my, my, uh, my, my favorite Victoria Sullivan? Okay. Okay. I'm going to vote for Glenn. I always vote for Glenn. Glenn's a nice guy. Glennard, I like Glenn. Glenn R.J. Willette. I love Glenn. You know, we tease him a I lot. I do, too. But we got him on the spot. Welcome back. I mean, he has no chance okay. of winning, but... All right, oh, do you want to plug your show before you go? Oh, that's two days from now. Rock, paper... Oh, well, yeah. I know, but you might as well plug me, it. Me and Matt were the uh, founders of Rock, Paper, Hand Grenades. Ooh, we were the founding fathers of founding it, Founding really, fathers yeah. of Rock, Paper, Hand Grenades. We yes. had a lot of fun. We did. We, we had did. some wicked cool shows. Yes. I still... Oh, my! Fa- one of my favorites was that guy that was on there for the uh, bed... Bed bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got so mad at me. I know. So we had this guy who's a, 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 a entomologist. Yeah. So if everybody remembers Lord of the Rings, the ants, the trees. Yeah, yeah. The ants. So I started asking him near the end of the show. I started asking him ant questions. Yeah. Like why did the uh, why wouldn't the little ant get off the boat? Because he's afraid to. Oh, wouldn't what get on the boat? Because he's afraid to disembark. And all, yeah. all these stupid yeah, jokes yeah. that I made up yeah. about ants, yeah. and the guy got so mad. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was not having he had, it. He had no sense of oh, humor. Oh, it was great, though, because his reaction was so angry yeah, yeah. at just a silly joke. Right. I thought that was just super funny. It was. It was. <laughs> Always a good time with the Honorable Gary S. Hopper. For our next clip this week, uh, you know, if you've uh, been listening to the show, for a long time, you know that uh, Chris James, of course, has become a, a great friend of the show, comedian from Vancouver, and host of Not Even a Show, which you can find on YouTube, and we have a really great time with Chris, and things didn't start off uh, very positively with Chris when he first started prank calling the show, but then when he figured out that I'm not one of the, uh, you know, sort of right-wing uh, talk show hosts <laughs> that he likes to harass... Uh, you know, and, and, uh, and realize too, that I actually enjoy prank calls. Um, you know, we, uh, we started to get along and we've become friends and I've even, uh, been a guest on uh, another show that he does on Twitch called no prank radio. And that was a great conversation. I really enjoyed being on there and, you know, I, I look forward to Chris's calls, but, uh, a couple of his rivals tried to call me this week. Well, I shouldn't say try, they did call. So the next pair of calls that you're going to hear, one of them is from, the Prankaholics, or maybe not the Prankaholics. I think it's just Prankaholics. And the other is from Please and Prank You. And they are rivals of Chris James and tried to get some personal information about Chris James out of me. But uh, as you will hear in this uh, clip, I did not waver. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
<laughs> anyway, here it is. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, this is Mike from Pittsburgh. What's up? Mike from Pittsburgh. What's up with you? Uh, just uh, hanging out today. That was a pretty good get for your show there. And uh, did did you say that Hopwood has a big... Uh, no. <laughs> well, I may have, okay, well, I may have alluded uh, to Matt, it. Are you friends with Chris James? I do know Chris James, yes. We've never met in person, but I'm a big fan, and he says very, very kind things about me as well. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I'm also friends with him, and he told me to call you oh. and get his phone number, which I lost, even though he and I are very, very close friends. Right, right. Oh, very, very close. So you've, you've actually met in person. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh. Can I get that number, though? Now, what number is that? Chris James's phone number. Oh, well, see, if I give that to you on the air, everyone will have it, and then everyone will be calling Chris James, and it'll be my fault. And then uh, he and I won't be friends anymore because he'll be mad at me. Well, he probably won't be that mad because he is Canadian, and Canadians are very nice. Well, that's all well and good, mm. Matt, but don't cross the prankaholics, con man. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, that, was, that, that was wonderful. I, I very much enjoyed that. Yeah, you got these uh, these teams out there. Uh, you got uh, the Prankaholics. You've got uh, Please and Prank You. Uh, all of it. Yeah, Chris James, of course, uh, from Not Even a Show, which you can find on YouTube. And and I'm a, uh, I signed up on uh, Patreon to be a patron so I can get the bonus content. And because uh, Chris also does something called, uh, you know, only for members, the uh, it's called the Nothing More Show. And... Uh, I was I was uh, almost blushing at the uh, most recent uh, clip that uh, he featured of this program in that show. It's, it's very, very nice. You know, it, it, Chris is a, a really nice guy, which is funny because we started out very, very badly. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Uh, yes. Hello, Matthew. This is uh, Reginald calling in from Please and Prank You. Oh, <laughs> Reginald. play on words there. Did, were your ears burning? I was just mentioning Please and Prank You, uh, Reginald. Well, what a happy coincidence, Matthew. Uh, yes. Well, I was just calling in today to ask if I could get some uh, personal details about my friend uh, Chris James. See, uh, we're a rival organization, and we're trying to get the upper hand here, you know? Right, right. Well, well what kind of personal details are you looking for? Now, keep in mind, Chris and I have never met in person, so I, I don't even know how tall the guy is. So, you know, so, I mean, so I don't know. I mean, I'll try to help you out if I can. Yeah, that's fine. Just any anything you know, you know, a uh, phone number, uh, middle mm. name, uh, phone number, address, yeah. phone number. I don't know his middle name. Now, I do have a phone number for I him. I want his phone number. Well, the thing is, as I explained to another gentleman, if I give it out on the air, everyone's going to be calling him, and it'll be my fault, and then I'll feel bad. I mean, literally everyone. Well, at least everyone who listens to the show. It might only be three people, but the point is... Complete strangers are going to be calling him, and that, and it'll be all because of me. I just, uh, I don't feel right about it. Okay. Is there any... to know on the phone number. No, yeah, not, not on the phone number. I mean, I, th there might be other personal details I can share, but again, I've never even met him in person. I just know him. All uh, right, all uh, right. Yeah. Well, you know, no problem. I, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. 
1972, Title IX was signed into law. This prohibited discrimination based on sex and changed the game for girls and women in sports across the nation. To learn more, the Greater Columbus Sports Commission and iHeartRadio invite you to listen to the new podcast, Starting Nine Up. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls and women's sports with the Columbus Connection. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or your favorite podcast platform. Greater Columbus Sports Commission is proud to celebrate the history of women's athletes and the 50th anniversary of Title IX with a new podcast. The Starting Nine Up podcast will feature some of the most important female voices in local sports. Hosted by iHeartMedia's Matt McCoy, Starting Nine Up explores stories you may be familiar with and others you might be hearing for the first time. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, thank you for your time. I'm I'm sorry for pranking you right now. You know, please and prank you. I do. I, I, um, I I'm honored. Uh, I'm probably actually. gonna lose my job. Bye. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> well, I feel badly about that. I don't want him to leave his job, and I do love the name. Please and prank you. Uh, I think it's wonderful. But uh, yes, I do have a phone number for Chris James, but I shan't be sharing it. I won't even give uh, his number to John Hopwood, John Claude Hopwood, even though. John did tell Chris James live on the air that he loves him. He told him in French, but he did say, Chris James, I love you in French. And it was a very, very nice moment. It was one of those, honestly, it was the kind of moment where if it were at the end of a television sitcom from like the 1980s, it would be at the end of the show after all the conflict has been resolved. And then you would hear the live studio audience in unison go, Ah, it was that kind of moment. It was wonderful. And that's really uh, what we're about here. We're about moments and bringing people together. And um, just as I... uh, Now, look, I I was incredibly tempted uh, to give uh, Chris James John Hopwood's phone number, but I resisted. But uh, but I shan't be giving anyone uh, Chris's phone number either. It's just not... uh, would not be in good form, you know. So I have a funny feeling I'll be hearing more from the prankaholics and please and prank you in the future. Just just a hunch. <laughs> but uh, next on this week's Best of Matt Connerton Unleashed, I recently uh, received another phone call. This one was scheduled uh, from Rob Arnodden of the Robin Slim Show, which is a great podcast that you can find online and on Facebook. And uh, they um, are having a lot of success. So many of you listening might already be familiar and fans of Robin Slim. uh, Or you may have actually just discovered them recently after listening to the interview uh, that I did with Rob on the show. But it's very, very funny. I definitely recommend checking out Robin Slim. But uh, And I'd interviewed Rob before a long time ago. Back when uh, Matt Connerton Unleashed was uh, strictly an online weekly podcast uh, before bringing the show to WMNH. But it was really great to catch up with him and to uh, and to discuss the success that they've had. They're, they're really uh, building a large following and their numbers on iTunes are, are phenomenal. They've come a long way and they've worked hard. They've earned it. But anyway, here it is. In case you missed it the first time. And even if you heard it the first time, it's worth another listen. Always a great time. This is my conversation with Rob of Rob and Slim. Rob, is that you? Yeah, Matt. How you doing? Hey, good timing. Rob from Rob and Slim joins us. Welcome, sir. I'm going to give you a little uh, air horn here. There we go. 
It's nice. FM. It's <laughs> FM radio, so I do corny things like that. <laughs> yeah. I do all that stuff. Yeah, I got a real one, and my one, my air horn died a few weeks ago, so I bought a new one. The new one is like too loud. It like made me deaf when I tried it out. So oh. I gotta, I gotta find something that I can use. Yes, yes, indeed. So, uh, Rob, I, I think I had you on the show once before, a long time ago, before I was here at WMNH. Am I right about that? On your show? Yeah. I think so. Yes, yes. Because I, I think, did. yeah, yeah, okay. But a lot's happened since then. You've, uh, you guys have had a lot of success, and uh, it's really grown. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe it. I, I, I never thought. I never would have thought we uh, hit like the top ten uh, iTunes uh, in the charts for improv last week. I was, I was shocked. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Uh, in, in the top ten now for improv. So that that category on iTunes is that for. Just um, any any kind of uh, show that's not not scripted in any way, or because it seems like improv well, is kind of a broad category, I would guess, right? They have um, they have the main categories, which we had picked when we first got it. What I, I picked when I first put us on there was comedy, and I guess this past um, I guess within the past year they added like subcategories, so you got mm. to choose your own like subcategory, and I can't remember what they all were. Like one was improv, I think one was interviews. And other ones too, and I, I picked improv, and I even like uh, I think just last week I was wondering, I'm like, should I change it? I'm like, did I pick the right one? And uh, <laughs> no then I saw that we were like we were number nine in the U.S. one day, and then number seven the next day. So I'm like, okay, wow. I guess I picked the right one. You made the right <laughs> choice, yeah. No, that's fantastic. Wow. So uh, tell us about you know for for the uh, for the uninitiated, uh, tell us about the show. What is the Robin Slim show exactly? Uh, I think it's uh, four four and a half hours of uh, of dark humor. <laughs> we do uh, we do news, we do skits. Definitely not safe for work. Um, mm-hmm. And then we do like four half hour interviews with like actors, comedians, uh, all sorts all sorts of people from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So for the ones that um, for the interviews that you do, where it's um, this is something I've always been curious about because. Some of the interviews that you do on the show, and this is one of the fun things about the show, some of the interviews, you, you know, you're, you're just doing them straight, you know, you're, you're very respectful, you've had me on the show, and, and uh, you've had uh, Brian Brody, I think, on two or three times, and, you know, um, yeah. you know and, and, you, and you just kind of do like a regular interview, but sometimes you do something a little bit different. <laughs> and, and, and I'm always, which I love. And I'm always curious, though, because th- th- that's my favorite part of the show. But I'm always curious, like, how do you, um, how do you decide? Like, do you know when you're booking these interviews already? How you're going to play it, or is or yeah, usually because um, I do where I book us as fake shows. I, I go yeah. on a website and I book us as other shows, like <laughs> uh, Ron and Cheese. I think was one. Ron I do Cheese, uh, yeah. Frankie and the Driz and Mr. Ronald's Neighborhood, <laughs> and that's just characters we do. So I book people to have on in our characters, like we do different characters, um, and yeah, just just to mess with them. Um, <laughs> I do that completely. Separately, I'll, I'll create like a whole nother like email address for us, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Ron and Cheese at, at Yahoo or whatever. So I have like a whole different set of people that are reaching out to be on that show. Yeah, yeah, I love Ron and Cheese, but how? But how is it? How is? How do you get away with that without them? 
Like, is it is I, I, I suspect I know the answer, but I but I, I want to see what you say first. Do, do people just not bother to check out the th- this like do the research and figure out that it's not a real show that, you know, like if it's run well, and cheese or whatever and, and they just don't figure it out until it's too late? I, yeah, pretty much. I book it as like we're just starting. We haven't done a show yet, but uh, oh. we, we want to do. You want? I'm looking for my first guest type of thing. Smart. And if anyone asks or anything, like I will set up like a Facebook. I'll set up a face <laughs> big Facebook uh, page, and I'm like, that's all I have right now. We haven't done a show yet, so oh, like <laughs> that's, that's how awesome. I get away with it. That's awesome. Yeah, I've always wondered about that. Um, no, that 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 kind of makes sense. Yeah, I know too, just from booking guests over the years too for you know, for this program and other shows that I've done that sometimes people just don't, they don't bother to look into what they're getting into, which to me is very, that very too. I had that early on, uh, yeah, with people. And, uh, yeah, there have been people too, like where it's even a regular interview. If it goes, it can go wrong. Like it, it could be like, uh, I'll go at the person or whatever. Or, um, like sometimes I will book somebody even just for a regular interview, just, just to mock them. And, and I've had a few people, um, you know, uh, complain about it later. I'm like, did you even listen to our show? Like it could, it could have went either way. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so is that, that's happened where you've, uh, like you've started out doing a straight interview, but something goes sideways and then you just kind of turn it into something else. There's been times where I booked a guest, like having, I usually do two pages of questions for each guest. And I've had like half a page where it's just like me, me mocking them and half a page (laughs) of like real, real um questions and like just that way i could feel out in the first few minutes which way is the interview is going to go whether oh. i have to like dump on them or or give them a real interview oh okay yeah i mean have you had a lot of them that started out straight and then you had to kind of go to the other list i mean is that or is that something that just happens not usually that's not usually the case uh just early on i used to use a certain website to book guests there were oh. a lot of duds yeah uh, but then as i've uh, you know, establish a show and all that. I usually reach out on Twitter. So usually, uh, interview, I never, I never intend to go that way anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That must be kind of fun when it does, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, there's been a few, there's been a few, like we've had on from like early on that were okay back then, but then we've had them on later and they've just been garbage. So we've just, we've just destroyed them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are you um are you familiar with Phil Hendry, a radio guy named Phil Hendry? I don't think so. I don't think I've heard of him. He's I I think he might be retired now because he's probably in his um he's probably in his seventies. I ran I ran across him about ten years ago. Just um he had a syndicated show and he was he was kind of a big deal. Um but he also he does other things too like acting and whatnot. So. But he had a show, he's on the West Coast, but he had a show that was syndicated and there was a station here that would carry him late at night. But what what Phil Hendry would do is, and I thought this was so clever, is he would um, he would do these interviews where he would have these characters, but he would start out, he would start out the, uh, the bit very kind of serious and then gradually the guest he was interviewing, because he was doing all the voices himself. The guy's amazing. Cause I saw a video of him doing it. I was like, Oh my God, he's literally doing it all himself, but it would start out sounding yeah. like a real interview. And then gradually this, this guest would start saying really absurd things, you know, to the point where yeah. by the end of it, it would be completely insane and hilarious. But 
And That's then, amazing. Oh, yeah. The guy, look him up if you get a chance. Uh, Hendry, it's H-E-N-D-R-I-E, Phil Hendry. He will blow your mind. I mean, he's just brilliant. Bill, B-I-L-L? No, Phil. P-H-I-L, Phil Hendry. P-H-I-L. Yeah, okay. yeah. Brilliant guy. Um, awesome. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think he I think he uh, may be retired. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so usually have, uh, I mean, do you, do you try to do one of those every week where it's, um, you know, where it's not a real, not, I do every now and then, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, our last one we were doing was, uh, Mr. Ron's neighborhood, <laughs> which, uh, Slambo on our show does the voice of Ron yeah. and he is gone right now. He's, um, he's gone to school. So like, uh, like half of our season he doesn't do with us. So right now I haven't. I haven't been booking one, um, and with regular interviews, I'm booked till like the end of October. So maybe like beginning of November, I'll like come up with a new one to have on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hello to uh, AJ Davis in the uh, Facebook live chat. Um, do you? Uh, what was uh? Who was the candidate that uh, that Slambo debated? Uh, or this? Or he was, oh, there was uh, a bunch, and there is a few shows on our on our like Podbean, and if you look us up on iTunes anywhere. Um, there's a couple shows from years ago called Lamborghini. Uh, I think it's Lamborghini 2016 or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he debated. I used to book every week uh, presidential candidates for him to debate, but he the first one he did was Vermin Supreme. Oh yeah, I love Vermin Supreme. Yeah, he's been on this show. He was he's, awesome. He's great. Yeah, but then I also got I got um, some guy from the Socialist Party, some guy from like the uh, Prohibition Party. I got all different. I got this one guy who was like a hobo, basically <laughs> running, and he hated us. He hated us. I remember that. <laughs> I remember listening to that. It was uh, it was fantastic. Um, <laughs> and I think I think next year is the uh, is the uh, presidential candidacy again, right? Yeah, well, yes. Uh, so we get, you know, in uh, in January, of course, we'll have the New Hampshire primary, and then uh, okay. yeah, so that's when the primaries begin, and then we'll uh, and then next year's the election. Yeah, so hopefully, yeah, I'm trying to think when he'll be back. I, I, he's not going to be back to like Flambo is not going to be back to like the spring, and then he that's all he's there for. And then when we come back in like September, he's gone. So I don't even think we're going to do that. We won't be able to do that next year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's too bad. No, I like the. Yeah. Uh, I love the the Lamborghini uh, character. Did he do that from the beginning? Has that always been uh, been a thing? That was season one, and uh, it was just um, during a regular show. He just started. Um, well, I came up with um, it was from Ron, Ron and, and and Fez years ago. They did um, they would do uh, Power Hour called Slam Time. So I brought that to the show, and Lamborghini Pete was doing the Slam Time. So every I don't know every minute. Somebody would yell slam time, and Pete would have to do the shot of beer or, or vodka or whatever it was. Yeah. And so by the probably like middle of the show, he was just belligerent. He starts screaming at all of us. He gets up. He, he, he's trying to go to the bathroom, and he slaps the wall, and, and his hand went right through the sheetrock. Like a huge hole in the sheetrock. Oh, sheet my rock. God. Wow. And, and so from then on, I called him the Slamborghini because he was doing slam time, and he just slammed a hole in the wall, and he's been Slamborghini ever since. Oh wow! Well, hello to. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, he's he's like borderline like crazy when he gets back drunk. So like, <laughs> starts screaming at us, like getting in our face. He always wants to fight Slim. He's not. Oh jeez! <laughs> wow. Uh, hello to uh, Yasmin Haji in the uh, Facebook live chat, and uh, Ricky Litwinkowicz says uh, just popping in to say hello. You guys have a great day. Do you know Ricky from Pain Train Pipe Bomb? What, what's the show? 
pain train pipe bomb? I was trying to think I if does not ring a bell. Okay, because we've we, we've met uh, uh, a few people through you. I was trying to remember if Ricky was uh, was one of them, but um, so now, so how long have you been doing uh, Robin Slim now? Oh, this is a six six year six season. It's it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's been this long. Uh, every now and then, I'm like. You know, are we doing it right? Are people bored? But we obviously keep getting bigger and bigger. So yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, so who are your? Um, you mentioned Ron and Fez. I was a big, uh, I was a big Ron and Fez fan as well. I used to love. You know how yeah. I got interested in Ron and Fez? I was looking at a uh, uh, a radio uh, newsletter or a trade magazine that was at uh, at another station. I was doing some stuff at. And there was an article in it titled "The Trouble with Ron and uh, Ron and Fez," and it um, it was talking about uh, Fez. And and if anyone w- wants to check this out, you know, if you go on YouTube and just type in Ron and Fez, it's very very easy to to find the show. There's a, like a million YouTube clips. But the article talked about Fez, how Fez was basically going through this sort of slow motion nervous breakdown on the air, and how it was real. <laughs> And and it was like like totally legit and whatnot, and uh, it was over like at, at least a year. Yeah, he wouldn't even talk. Sometimes you wouldn't even know you. You would think he wasn't even there that day, mm-hmm. and he would say like one word toward the end of the show, and it was like holy crap, he's been there the whole time and just has not said a word. Oh yeah, yeah. I got completely addicted and and fascinated uh, by Ron yeah. and Fez for that reason, and Fez, uh, you know, before he started having his issues, and even in. in uh, instances uh, when he started having his issues, but Fez was, uh, he's retired now, but he was brilliantly funny. And, Ron, was, and Ron Benny. He was. He killed it. Um, oh, yeah. but the, the, the thing that was good at was that, like, when he was in his, you know, going through that, other guys like Black Girl and Eastside Dave, they, they came to the plate and they would take the, take the mic, you know. So oh, that yeah. was cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, Ron Bennington is brilliant. But um, oh, totally. He's, he's my favorite. He's my favorite in all radio. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, fantastic. But um, now, what was it? You or was it? Uh, um, was it Slim who uh, interned for? Uh, didn't one of you guys intern for Opie and Anthony at one point? They wanted me to. I, I, I interviewed with them, and uh, that's right. They wanted me to, and I but I lived down here at the time, which is like two hours two hours from New York. I just could not afford to commute mm-hmm. and I couldn't find anyone up there to like crash with. So I just, I just didn't take it. But yeah, I did. I interviewed, uh, with Steve C who was, uh, oh. who was deceased, but yeah, he was still there at the time. And I interviewed with him and at least one other person, but he was really impressed with me and he really wanted me to intern, but I just, I couldn't afford, like I said, the commute every day. Oh yeah. Me. Oh yeah. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been very hard. That's cool, though, that you got to, uh, I mean, what was the interview? I assume it was a Sirius XM, right? Uh, it was just with them. Um, but the thing was, too, like, um, I don't know, do you remember Do you remember when they, they did the, when they broadcast on FM and, um, and oh, yeah. FM? Oh, yeah, and they would do the walkover in between. The yeah. walkover. So that's, okay, so from my interview, I knew where the building was. Um, and my one friend at the time was home uh, on leave from Iraq, and, uh, he wanted to go up for the walkover. I got him into Opie and Anthony. Um, so we leave to go up there, and we missed. We missed the walkover, but I remembered where the building was. So I'm like, let's just go. Let's just see if we could just meet the guys, you know, meet the guys for a second. And I remember from my interview that 
while they're broadcasting outside of their studio, they have speakers so you could hear the show. So I was like, all right. So what I did was um, I knew where the building was. So I signed in at the front desk and just got on the elevator and went up there. I knocked on the door and Master Poe answered. Ha! And uh, he, you know, Master Poe, I don't know yeah. if you remember him. He's oh, all yeah. about business. But uh, I'm like, look, uh, you know, I'm just trying to see if, like, maybe we could sit in the lounge and listen to the show because we came up for the walkover. My buddy's home from Iraq and we missed it. We would just be able to sit there. So, like, he goes in and a minute later he comes out. And he's like, yeah, come in. And he searched us to make sure we didn't have weapons on us. <laughs> and then we got to sit there on the couches, and it was amazing. It was amazing. We were cracking up, and they knew we were there. Like, every now and then, they, it was Jimmy, Opie, and Anthony. They would look over. Um, and the crazy thing is, after, like, not long after that, they started having the live audience where they put the bleachers in, in uh, there, and they had, like, live people out. So I don't know if we started that, but... Like I said, it wasn't long after that we did that and sat there for the whole show laughing that they started having people, huh. like a live audience type of thing. Interesting, yeah. That didn't last uh, long, though, did it, the the live audience? The XM, the walkover thing? No, the FM, they, they couldn't. Even, yeah. I think Howard at the time, he had left. He had just left, and he told them, he's like, look, if you could do anything with terrestrial radio, God bless you. And they hated each other. He's like, if you oh, could yeah. do it, if you could make it work... You know, that's that's great, but I couldn't make it work. Right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> now have you um have you followed the whole Opie and Anthony saga? I mean, I assume you have, right? You know, through the Somewhat. Through the, through the I, I, I uh yeah, them Anthony getting fired, uh I was I knew about that and um them just Opie like losing his mind. That was that was craziness. And that's yeah. pretty much the last. I've never really listened to Either of them, even Jimmy and Sam, I, I haven't listened to any of their shows, but yeah, yeah I they, they just fell apart, totally fell apart. So you've never listened to Opie's podcast? <laughs> it's rough. It, I heard it's it, really rough. It's, I think it's he like sits in a diner with just some random guy. Oh, it's it's so garbage. it's so bad. It's so bad, and <laughs> they already and they already fired him. Westwood won. Really? Yeah, Westwood, Westwood won. won. They they had him for a year. And and he's already gone, and uh, wow. <laughs> and then I I was because uh, every once in a while I'll check out a clip from the Anthony Cumia show, and well, that uh, I heard is good. That I heard is doing good. Yeah, yeah, it, it's all right. I mean, you know, it's Anthony. Yeah. I think Anthony's uh, shtick actually gets a little old. Um, that's another thing. Like them together was magic. It right. was magic. You know, no matter what you think. Um, yeah, it's kind of just like when me and Slim get together. Like it's it's just just happens. You're on and like separately. I don't know. I don't know what it would be, but yeah, yeah. It's, I always remember back then too. Like a day Opie wasn't there. It was just it it was, it was kind of lame. Right. Or a day Anthony wasn't there because they both added added things perfectly. Yeah, yeah. They they uh, they needed each other. And, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess Anthony kind of had the last laugh cause now he's got his own, you know, he's got compound media and everything. And I, I guess it's, yeah, okay. he's doing all right. Although their website is, uh, horrific, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever looked at it, but it's pretty, <laughs> I was thinking coffee, trying to choke. It's, it's, uh, you know, it, it's very, I mean, it, the, the compound media site would be really good if it were like 1998, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah it's it's bad but i mean you know he, he's he's rich and i'm sitting here so what do i know <laughs> you yeah, know exactly. what, do, what do i know i can 
I can make my comments, but in the end, I mean, you know, he's Anthony Cumia and I'm me, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, you, is, is, what, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've never, like, like I said, once, kind of like when Ron says left, I canceled my Sirius XM, and I, I never really listened. I never even listened to the end of ONA before they split. So, like, I, I've just been out for a while with them. Mm. You've heard the arguments, though, right? Yeah. On, yeah, like on YouTube and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, have you and have you and Slim ever had anything like uh, anything like that yeah. happen on the air during your show, like between the two of you? Never on the show, but early on, uh, a lot of off the show stuff. Um, uh, there was one time because uh, we used to work together, and uh, I think he called. Like, I was trying to get him to do something, and he didn't want to do it because he was like embarrassed and. Uh, I, I would uh, bug him like every time I saw him at work about it, and I saw him on break, and I, and I said it again. He's like, "That's not even original. You're a hack." I got so mad, I picked up a chair in the break room and threw it at him. Wow! And just was screaming at him, and like my buddy, one of my buddies was like, "I couldn't even make out the words." He was like, "You were just growling. That that was not even like that wasn't even words." Wow! Um, so yeah, and we almost we almost stopped because like I got home that day and I was just t- cooling off and. uh I was going to message him, you know, like later. And, uh, all of a sudden he started messaging me and he's like, look, I'm really sorry. It's not a hack idea. I just didn't want to do it. And I'd be, you know, whatever. So, um, and he's like, look, uh, 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 I forgot how he said it. He's like, I think he even offered to find someone else because I don't do any of the recording and producing and all that. He does all that like recording stuff. So yeah. he's like, I'll find somebody else to do it for you. Like he, he thought I didn't want to do the show with him anymore, but I'm like, no dude, like I want to do the show. Just, I don't want to, I don't want to hear, you know, I don't want to, I don't want you to come at me. if like on that level when it's something like that, like that, that is something that will insult me. If right. it's something I've worked on and somebody calls me like a hack or whatever, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll get nutty. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Wow. And what, wasn't there something, too, about, like, his cousin was involved or something? And Yeah, yeah, that was before, before too, yeah, when, before we did Robert Slim, his cousin would uh, would do the show with us, and it was called the RBJ Show, and he was just a dud. And I think uh, a couple things he said were just really racist, <laughs> and so I'm like... And, and I would come up with, like, this for him to do, and he would never do them. <laughs> One of them was, like, doing um, the entire show in a body bag, and then, like, halfway through, I guess he got too hot, and he was all, like, sweaty. So he took the body bag off, and he couldn't even do that. He couldn't even <laughs> sit there in a body bag. So uh, I'm like, you got to get rid of your cousin. He sucks. And uh, I think it was, like, a week later, I'm like, dude, do you want me to message him and tell him to not come anymore? And he goes, I already did. He goes, I fired my cousin. I'm like, awesome, dude. Wow. So what, uh, and, and what was but, your, uh, what yeah, was, we've had that, we've had that, um, over the years too, with like, even just like a uh, third or fourth mics, we even yeah. live guests, I've cut them off. Like, I don't know, over the years, a lot of the, it's like, they never have anything new to offer. Um, it's like, I don't know. They just, they just don't get it or they get old or they get like a lot of times the live guests, they come in too many times and they just get too comfortable. And then they start uh, like insulting our guests and stuff like that, and oh. it's just not not cool with me. Yeah, yeah. So, what was Slim's uh, relationship with his cousin like after that? They're still they're still buddies. They still like Good. work out together every week and stuff. So, oh, I, guess was, I guess he knew he sucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, plus he probably. I mean, obviously, he wasn't that committed to it anyway. It couldn't have been that important to him yeah. if he couldn't, you know, sit there in a body yeah. bag for the entire and show. It, 
it is something too where like yeah you kind of have to get it and be good at it or like yeah. it's never gonna work like it's, it's never gonna work. even Flambo Flambo is just kind of I don't know he all I like what he offers but he's kind of repetitive sometimes so it's like I don't know I don't know what the guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might be cutting Flambo oh no so is so so when, <laughs> nah, he does. I do what I do really like about Flambo though. He will do anything I tell him. Yes. anything. If I tell him to get in a bathtub and just rub stuff on himself, he'll do that. Yeah. Or like fight Slim in the backyard, he'll do that. So like that's one thing where Slambo always no, always has good. Yeah. No, I've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. But so when he's not there, is it is it sometimes just the two of you, or do or do you have other people yeah. come in? Yeah. No, we just do. We just do us. We yeah. just do me and Slim and uh. At first, I think I was at last season. One of the seasons we were like a little worried at first, but it's it's fine. It's great. Yeah. Uh, we we don't have we don't have any problems doing it just with us. Right. Us right. There. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's great. Um, well, Rob, we're we're getting uh, close to the top of the hour, so we'll let you go in a moment. You've been uh, very generous with your time, but um, please, uh, you know, let everybody know, of course, where they can. Find uh, Robin Slim, obviously on the you know the usual podcasting sites and whatnot, and um, and anything you want us to know. T- of course, you know you, you got a show uh, two days from now, so maybe uh, I don't know if you want to tell us about what you got coming up this week and whatnot too. While we're at it, yeah, I have um, uh, an animator, Hunter Hancock. Um, I think he goes by the name Meat Canyon. I have <laughs> an interview with him. I have um, a celebrity chef, Jerome uh, Benson. He's coming on. I got. Uh, adult transgendered, um, uh, adult film star, transgendered, uh, her name is Raven Rocks. She's coming on, and I got a couple guys, uh, that do a podcast. They'll be on too. Um, and I, I just even, uh, I do a weekly skit, and I can't, I don't know if I can say the name of it on here, but, uh, it's gonna be one of the most offensive dark humor ones I've ever done. I've told a couple people, and they're like, no, that's, I'm not down with that. I can't even. I can't even be on this episode. Really? So. It's, it's that bad. <laughs> it's gonna be rough. It's. Uh, oh, I'm curious now. Um, is it that bad? You See, this is our TMR, and it's too many something. I oh, can't. I can't. I don't know right. if I can say it on terrestrial radio. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Yeah. But, um, it's too many somethings, yeah. and uh, yeah, this is gonna be uh, a rough episode. I don't even want to. <laughs> I don't even want to mention it because I don't want to give any spoilers away. But uh, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. so tune in. That'll be. I think about. Uh, 6.30 or 6.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll do that skit. But the show starts at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we do it live um, on a couple different places, uh, Facebook. And uh, if you just search Robin Slim on Facebook and any, any of the uh, podcasts, you know, sites that have, you know, the apps, Podbean, uh, mm-hmm. iTunes, all that, and on Twitter, we're at Robin Slim Show. Yes, yes. All right, well, this has been a lot of fun. We, we got to... The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. 
Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Uh, do this more often. It's uh, It's been too long. I didn't realize until we had talked about uh, having you on this week, and then I was thinking about it, I was like, wow, that was a long time ago. <laughs> when I when I, I had know. you on the show before, uh, it's been a while. But I have come on um, the other show too that you and Brian were doing. Right I was on right. that show, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, a that's couple times. yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, what yeah, the, I don't know what the future is of that. We'll we'll see. But uh, but we'll have to do this more often here. Rob, uh, thank you so much, my friend. It is wonderful to talk to you. Thanks for having me, Matt. It was a great time. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. You too, man. Okay. Bye bye. All right, that was uh, Rob Arnodden. I'm never sure if I'm saying his last name correctly. From Rob and Slim. And uh, yeah, very, very funny show. Uh, be sure to check it out. And uh, yeah, they will be live um, on uh, the Facebook, uh, via Facebook Live, just like uh, this show is uh, one of the ways you can uh, hear and or watch uh, this program. So you can look for that live on Wednesday. And of course, you know, if you want to grab it later, it's on all, all the uh, podcasting sites. And um, part of the reason why he and I were talking about having him... Uh, on this week is, you know, he had sent me something about how, you know, they're now in the top 10 in the improv category on iTunes. And I was like, dude, that's really cool. Cause those guys have worked hard. You know, they've been at it for, like he said, about six years now. And, um, the show is a lot of fun. It's very funny. Uh, definitely not safe for work. And, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's a great, it's a great show. Um, and it, it kind of, nah, I won't say, I, you know what? Find out for yourself. You'll you'll know what I mean if you listen to it, and you'll figure out very easily, very quickly if you listen to it or watch it whether it's um, you know, within your comfort zone. <laughs> but I think it. But it's very difficult to offend me, so I think it's hilarious. You're listening to the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed from the studios of WMNH ninety five point three in Manchester, New Hampshire. Next on uh, the show, we have a clip of a recent. Well, not really recent anymore. It's been more than a year. I don't know. How long is recent recent? We have a clip of a an alumni of WMNH, former WMNH radio personality and former uh, co-host on The Morning Show. Of course, uh, The Morning Show with Peter White, which you can hear weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m. with a replay from 2 to 4 p.m. on WMNH. But uh, Joel the Moose Elber used to be Peter's co-host until they... Had a bit of an on-air falling out, so to speak. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, Joel actually, uh, along with John Hopwood or John Claude Hopwood, uh, Joel called into the show to make a stunning announcement about his future. And I genuinely was not expecting this. I wasn't expecting the call. And I wasn't expecting his announcement either. But uh, here it is. This is the moose. Uh, and his, uh, with a little bit of John Hopwood, uh, but uh, the Moose with his recent call into Matt Connerton Unleashed. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, uh, it's John uh, Claude Hopwood from the uh, battlefield. John Claude Hopwood, yes, I voted for you today, sir. And then I ate That's a donut. Fun. Hey, I guess somebody that would like to say hi. Uh, okay. Hello, it's Matt. It's Matt Covington. Hey, Matt. Is that Joel the Moose Elber? That is Joel the Moose Elber. How the hell are uh, How the hell are you? 
I'm doing well. How are you? Are you uh, helping John Claude campaign at the last minute or bringing yeah. the votes? No, we've been uh, we've been campaigning in uh, Ward 10, and now we just got to uh, Ward 11 for for a little while. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm with I'm with uh, Mayor Craig and uh, Norm Gamash. Yeah, are we on the air right now? You are on the air live on WMNH 95.3. Can't say it's your debut, 95. but you know, <laughs> a, sta- <laughs> a, a station. Good. How things going? A station you know very well. No, things are good. Things are good. Yeah, we, we miss you yeah, around here. Yeah. You, you got to come in sometime. Yeah, you know, I uh, watch your show once in a while, and, uh, you, know, um, uh, you know, and and no doubt you do a great job. Well, thank you, Joel. I appreciate that. Now, yeah, you do it. Now, I have to ask you, though, now you being out there making the rounds with John Hopwood and hanging out with the mayor and stuff, is this a, are, are you thinking about throwing your hat back into the ring and uh, getting back into politics? Well, um, I'm definitely getting back into the politics, but unfortunately, it's not going to be uh, Manchester because I don't live in the uh, city anymore. Right, right. You're up in uh, Concordiansville, as my grandfather used to call it when I was uh, a young urchin. Yeah. yeah. So uh, next year will be uh, my turn run for state rep, and wow. uh, who knows? So, so we'll just uh, you know take we'll just take it one step at a time. So you're making uh, you're making your announcement live on Matt Connerton Unleashed, that you're going to be running for state rep from Concord? That, that is correct. Wow. Yes, you're absolutely right, yeah. I'll be damned. So, I, 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 yeah, mean, I mean, that's, I, this is amazing. Well, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm really, really ha- you know, happy to announce that on your show. Well, that's wonderful. What a nice surprise. Well, Joel, I, uh, yeah. I hope you win. We need you up there. Or conquer. Well, you know, somebody I'll do it. what I do best. I'll knock on doors, you know, get the signs ready, and I'll be all set to go by uh, next year at some point. Right. Oh, that's fantastic. Good for you. What What made you uh, What made you decide to get back in? Because I thought you were done with politics. What What, what, what made you? No, uh, you know what? But, you know, I miss the politics. I miss you know knocking on doors and you know shaking people's hands at the polls and getting up at five o'clock and uh, you know put my suit on and you know. And my best, you know, tie, you know, go out and meet the people as they vote. And when I when I get there at six, when the polls open at six, man, I wait for everybody. I don't care if it's a Republican or Independent or whatever. Yeah, it it, it doesn't matter to me. I say hi to everybody. Right, right. Well, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. All right. I'll give you back to John. All Bye-bye. right. All right, Joel. Thank you. Good to talk to yeah. you. So ask the room. Ask whether the union leader endorsed Glenn Ollette. Oh, oh, I heard that the uh, union uh, leader endorsed R.J. Glenn Ollette. Is that a true statement? I, I think so, yes. I think they finally got on board the Glenn train, and uh, and I did vote for him as well, which I think will probably put him over the top. I think he'll he'll probably be the next mayor. So you can apologize to uh, Mayor Craig since uh, since she's there but uh, on my yeah. behalf, but yes, I believe my ballot is what... Uh, Put Glenn R.J. Willette over. Well, I mean, of course, it's just a primary, but anyway, yes. Well, you know, hey, you, you, you never know where 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 that one vote is going to, you know, you know, take them. That's right, exactly. And like, said, and like you said, you know, your your vote could put him over the edge. Put him right over the edge. He's oh, been on, he's been on the edge a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Joel. Trump supported me. He put me over the edge in uh, Ward 10. Oh, no. What happened? Did you have an altercation? Did you have fisticuffs? No. Some guy came, you know, 
isn't it nice of Joel to come to the city to help out Joyce Craig and uh, Bill Barry? And uh, we're having and Norm Gamash here in 11, and we're having a good time. And some guy comes by in a Trump shirt, goes in, votes, comes out and uh, made, made a, uh, a negative gesture. Oh, no. Then he turns around and uh, yells, uh, uh, I, I, it's just crazy, Matt. You know, Democrats. What, what have you ever done for uh, freedom or liberty? So I, I said some unfortunate words about the four F and G uh, being a veteran. Uh, yeah. But, you know, uh, Joel being here calmed me down, and uh, <laughs> we've up for ten. Yes. Well, you know, I went and voted earlier, and uh, I saw, I saw this bus pull up with a uh, a license plate from another state. And uh, and I saw all these undocumented immigrants uh, get off the bus and go in and vote for Democrats. I couldn't believe it. Uh, but I was so flummoxed, just like my Republican friends, I couldn't remember to pull out my phone and take pictures or video of it happening. So you'll have to take my word for it. But, uh, oh, the voter fraud is incredible. And they all voted for oh, Glenn. I, that, well, I, thought they vote, I thought they came to vote for Victoria Sullivan. So the president sent them up. No, no, no. No, Republicans Ooh. don't do that. How dare you? Well, uh, Joel and I are going back to uh, waving the flag here, and uh, uh, we're going to stay out of trouble. We're just going to stay in the background. I'll send you a picture of the illustrious Honorable Joel Elber. Yes. He's luxuriating in the sunshine now. And he made his big campaign announcement live right here on Matt Connerton Unleashed. I can't believe it. Oh, isn't that amazing? That is. That a, his career is uh, truly um, a, a jump surprise. started on Matt, Colving, Matt Covington and the after lunch. Yes, something like that, yes. A facsimile thereof. What, what beautiful sunshine, huh? Beautiful. It must be Mayor Craig has brought the sunshine weather from more down. Oh, my goodness. Well, all right, John. Everybody out there just said that. Uh, listen to the match. So come on and vote. you still got a few more hours. Post closes at 7 p.m. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Joel. All right, Matt. All right. So uh, great show as usual, and and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, John. Okay, wait a minute. Here's John. Oh. Wait a minute. All right. <laughs> Don't forget to uh, vote uh, early and often. Bye. Y- yes. Bye-bye. All right. Yes. Early and often. That's how they, uh, that's how they used to do it. Uh, that's how... Uh, that's how you used to have to vote for Mayor Daley back in Chicago. Uh, oh, John Heichel says, I heard my name, then lost the signal. How's it going? It's going wonderful. Uh, Sir John F. Heichel, you're always welcome here on the show. As you know, we always have a good time. Uh, hello to the Honorable Heidi Hamer, who joins us in the Facebook live chat, as well as Roy Taylor, uh, who says, uh, I'm going to have to self-edit this. Actually, I'm going to. I'm not even going to read it and self-edit the comment from Roy Taylor. Uh, I, I'm just going to... Um, sort of characterize it let's just say that this gentleman roy taylor uh feels uh that uh, john hopwood is a um an impressive uh individual physically shall we say if you know what i mean uh i don't know how roy taylor knows that about uh john claude hopwood but uh but i think that's wonderful and it's probably honestly it's probably one of the nicest things uh anyone has said about uh about john recently so i think that's great Always nice to hear from the moose, and uh, 
genuinely, I was very surprised by his announcement, but he is getting back into politics. Next, as I teased at the top of the show, we're going to go back in time for some classic clips from Matt Connerton Unleashed as we continue with this week's Best Of. And by classic, I mean from uh, about four months ago. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we're going to go back to, uh, well, you know, we like to talk a lot on the show and we get calls from uh, Father Bruno Sarducci, of course, uh, nephew of Father Guido Sarducci, all the way from the Vatican. He likes to call and he likes to complain about Peter White. But uh, I think we're going to go back. Yeah, this was about four months ago, the first time that Father Bruno called and confronted Peter White live on the air while Peter was sitting in on my show. Very, very exciting. So here it is. This is great. Yes, yes, about uh, This is uh, Father Bruno. Father Bruno Sarducci, how are you, Father? Uh, yes, yeah, I, I'm, I'm listening to your show. It's a good show, but you know, there's a little too much talk about crying, you know. Ah, yes. You don't want to have no cry, baby, on your show. <laughs> well, no, but we're talk- someone said that, like, I didn't cry, and I, I kind of said, oh, Stefan cries all the time, he said. And I kind of, mm. yeah, so yeah. I didn't want him to take offense to that. That's all. Right, right. Uh, but what's wrong with that? Does the Lord not like crying, Father? Well, uh, you know, it's not the manly, you know. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a viewer of Fox News. Yes. And uh, this is the, the news uh, program uh, for the manly people who supported Donald Trump and who believe in God. And I got a feeling the Peter White guy, he's not a believer. Oh. I, I don't think he's a Catholic. Uh, White, it, it doesn't sound a Catholic to me. Oh, oh. Mm. Well, no, I was raised uh, I was raised Catholic. Oh, yeah. Oh, you were? Oh, yeah. Right. Went to CCD, did it all. Oh, very good. See, uh, And uh, did you cry a lot uh, when you were a kid in Catholic school? Did you go to Catholic school? No, I used to go to CCD, which was like uh, once a week. Uh, once a week on Mondays after school oh. was done, we'd go to St. Joe's oh. over here and, you know, for another great hour and a half, talk about <laughs> Jesus. Well, well, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with talking about a Jesus? Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. That's what we used to do. I was just explaining it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, you you were being a little sarcastic. You know, I was I, not I, being I've sarcastic. Heard like you before. This is why I don't trust you. I was you not being sarcastic. Right. I was not being sarcastic. I don't trust you. You <laughs> mock a god. I do not. <laughs> yeah. Is there a well, god? That's what you say now. But I, I, I heard a, a little, uh, a little bit of uh, sarcasm in your voice, and uh, and now you're trying to uh, clean it up. Uh, you know, I'm watching this show. I'm hearing a lot of chit chat. Normally, when I when I watch it, this show, I uh, I want substance. Right. I, right. I don't like the Peter White chit chat about the <laughs> people who used to be on the show, which nobody watches anyway. Oh, oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> yeah. So this is you know I'm trying to call you. I'm trying to guide you, Matt. Yes. I know you are a good Catholic, or you want to be, and somehow you strayed away from uh, the flock. I don't I, know why. I, I did, yes. I, I certainly did, yes. But uh, you need to be around a good Catholic people that do not mock God or make some uh, sarcastic joke about Jesus. Well, maybe... Uh, like a Peter White. Maybe, maybe there's an opportunity here, Father. Maybe... Uh... Peter, I mean, would you be willing to maybe do a confession uh, while we have Father uh, Bruno on the phone? Well, and- I actually left the 
I actually left the Catholic Church, and uh, I never made my. I, I was never confirmed, uh, so I never finished. So I will say that I never was either confirmed. Actually, yeah, well, I knew uh, you were not a good Catholic. Well, I was, uh, I was pulled out I of there. I knew that in my heart. I could see it, and I, you know, I have listened enough to you now to uh. know that uh, you're not a godly person, uh, you know, maybe you are godless commie scum, maybe you like the Bolsheviks. Oh, my parents... Maybe you want to vote my... for Bernie Sanders, you know, <laughs> a communista. No, my parents pulled me out because there was a creepy priest. Is that is that For, what you... for real? Oh, yeah. Oh, no oh, kidding. Oh, now you go too far. That's right. <laughs> now you go too far. Spreading the lie about a Catholic church. It's a made-up story. It's <laughs> and you're spreading it. This is what I mean, Matt. You got to get this guy off of your show. He was a creep. He's making a trouble. Uh -oh. He's making a trouble for the church. There's so many like him. They're the Antichrist. Oh, well, that's, wow. a, that's going a little far, isn't it, Father? I think he just uh... I don't think you can go far when you're dealing with Satan. He's <laughs> Satan's nephew. I can see it. He's right. Satan's Jeez. nephew. My goodness. Jeez, maybe I can get in DEFCON. Oh, very <laughs> exciting. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I but, to... you know, see, this is all a big happy joke for Peter White, you know, because he don't respect anything. Hey, I still... But, uh, you know, I'm just calling you. I got you. Got to watch it. You know, people are judged by the company that keeps. <laughs> right. You know that. I know. Jesus, but... he was always around the good people except for one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Peter White. You know, he, that would have been Peter White if he lived two thousand years ago. So two thousand years ago, Peter White would have been Judas, is what you're saying? Oh, come on now. Of course, it's true. He knows that he walked away from the church. He admits it. See? You know, this is it's, it's, it's so very sad. You know, both of you need to tune in to Fox News. You need to watch Sean Hannity. He's going to tell you the truth. You know, you probably watch the other shows. You know, you're probably watching, uh, you know, CNN, the Communist News Network. Or you're watching, uh, you know, Rachel Maddow, mm -hmm. not a Catholic, not a Catholic. She's, she's a lesbian. You're not going to get that yeah. good news from her. <laughs> and uh, you, you got to get with the with the program. Donald Trump, uh, he's a guy. He's not as big as the Pope, but he's close. He's he's almost as good as the Pope. He is infallible. He's going to give you good information. Right. Yes. Well, that's. Uh... That's wonderful, but I, I do object, uh, Father Bruno, to your comment about Peter being uh, the nephew of uh, Satan. Uh, Peter's not even cloven-hooved. I, I don't think there's any lineage there. Yes, uh, you, uh, you, you, you know, you have to actually be very, very careful uh, when you are dealing uh, with uh, people that are pretending, uh, people that mock the church, uh, people that... Uh, Say sarcastic things about Jesus Christ, who is our personal Savior, and who will save the world along with Donald Trump. Mm. I look forward to that. Wow. Actually, yeah, Donald uh, Trump and Jesus, they're like the same person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, they're very close. I mean, they're not literally the same. They're very the same. close. You know, yeah. they're very close. They're both leaders. They're both strong. They're both powerful. Yes. And uh, they're always tell the truth. <laughs> you know, just... Uh, just like uh, Fox News and Sean Hannity. You yes. want the truth, you tune in to Sean Hannity or some of the other people, but Sean Hannity, he's my favorite. Oh, what is it that you like so much about Sean Hannity? Well, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, he speaks, uh, you know, on, every day with the Donald Trump. Right, right. You know, they're running uh, things in the United States. Trump is he's a good person, you know. I mean, there's this, this, uh, 
new tariff on uh, China. You know, China is a threat. You know, you got to understand this is a threat. Right. Yes. Well, clearly. Yeah. yeah what has China ever done for the Vatican? Nothing. <laughs> we couldn't get any penetration into that country. Right. Because of the communists run it. You know, it's got the godless commie, commie scum running uh, that country. That's true. Yes. Yes. No penetration into China from the Vatican. I understand. <laughs> yeah, but listen, I, I got to go now. I got to go. I'm, I'm practicing another song, and I'm going to come on. You know, when I get this song down, yes. it's a really good song, uh, and it's about love, you know? Oh. Love yeah. love for, for Jesus or love for Fox News or love for what? Well, love. you know, well, yeah, it all comes down to love of Jesus Christ, well, yes. our personal Savior, and uh, our model for good behavior. Yes. Not that, uh, you know, Peter White pays any attention to that. You know, this guy is uh, off the hook coming to a different song. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's admitted it. He's not a Catholica. <laughs> I left because of a creepy priest. There you go again. You know, <laughs> you know. one day I'm going to come into that studio, Peter White, and I'm going to yank your tongue out. Right. Oh, my Dude. goodness. See, wow. that's, why they, that's why they took me out of the church. You yank your, your lying tongue out. You slander the church. You think it's a good idea. You think you're being funny cause you're, because you're some kind of crazy shock jock on American radio. You know, but we broadcast from the Vatican, and we have the word here. And the word, according to Peter White, I'm not going to listen to that. Oh, okay, then. Okay, that's all I got to say. I'm leaving now. Goodbye. All right. Goodbye, Father. Man. Father Bruno Sarducci. Boy, did he give you a tongue lashing he and threatened sure to rip did. out your tongue. My goodness. Right. Jeez, boy. Well, stay away from him. Well, he's, uh, well, it's easy that's to stay away from my parents took me out of the... Uh... Yeah. I mean, he's at the Vatican. You're, 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 so you're, that's for real? That's why your parents took you out? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. It was because, uh, you know, when you make a conf- you know, when you make a confirmation... Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when you make a confirmation, you have to do some community service. Okay. So me and a bunch of guys from class, uh, Jeff, uh, my friend Jeff and whatever, and we're all, we had to, we did landscaping up at a, a church in the city. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm digging this whole thing or whatever. I'll, I'll make this quick. Yeah. And, and, you know, this guy is like swearing and stuff like that. He's a priest and he's swearing, trying to be cool with the kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Finally, I went home and I told my mom, and this guy started calling my house, wanting to, like, oh, yeah, come on down to Boston and pick up a priest friend with me. And I was like, no, dude, I'm not going down to Boston with you. Yeah. And finally, he wouldn't leave it alone, so I just I told my mom and I gave it to him. Oh. You know, because I, you know, yeah. I was a smart enough kid not to know, like, you know, yeah, hey, yeah. hey, buddy, you know. Yeah. like wow. And, uh, yeah, that was it for me. Wow, no kidding. And we have another call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, how are you? Good. Who's this? Good. My name's Sam. Uh, I tuned in today expecting to see uh, John Hopwood, and it said it looks like you've gone on John Herpwood. John Herpwood? <laughs> well, we do have virtual John Hopwood here. Jesus, buddy. Got virtual John Hopwood? Where's he at? Well, you can't actually see him. I mean, it's not funny. It's nothing. But uh, virtual John Hopwood is always with us. And even when he's not, uh, you know, here in the computer, he's in our hearts. This is true. Yes, yes. So I haven't, uh, I haven't heard from the real John Hopwood today. I don't know where he is. Oh, he hung up. I think. Wow. My goodness. But uh, the Herpwood thing, I think that was a callback to uh, an earlier uh, discussion. Right. Well, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we've, we've covered it all today. <laughs> we really have. But um, yeah. So anyway, that story was a that was a true story, and I never wow. went on to make my confirmation. 
And uh, that was it. Wow. I've been to church since, though. Okay. Like, you know, with my grandmother on Easter or whatever. Like, you know, still I still did that stuff. Yeah. But, huh. But so... Some people... I don't, I don't know. I just... Hey. So your, your parents are pulling you out of that. I mean, because it's kind of like they... Uh, not that I'm... Def- I mean, you know... It's, it's almost like uh, throwing the baby out with the bathwater to just, like, pull you out, but then not, like, try to figure out something else to keep you focused engaged. on that. Well, yeah. you know what? It's like one of those things. I mean, you, you don't have a big relationship with the church like you used to, right? Did you ever have one? When I was growing up, I did, yeah. R- right. Every I would s- I went to a Catholic school from grade 2 to grade 8, St. Saint, okay. Saint John's. And uh, every Sunday church? Oh, yeah. Okay, see, I didn't have to do, do any of that. But, oh. So we weren't, like, really... We go with my grandparents, and like oh, I said, okay. I went to CCD, but I don't know. It was kind of the thing that was kind of going away, or, or, oh, or you know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't like the nineteen fifties. Yeah, or you know, so they weren't all in. No, no, I would say no. My mother probably stuck me in there because of my grandmother said, "Oh, you better, you better put them in the CCD." That happens a lot. That generational thing. Yeah, that and, happens a lot. And it was no big deal. We didn't, you know, my mother was gonna. I think my mother called. And complained, yeah, and didn't like the whatever, didn't like the results. She, she, <laughs> she. So she goes, "That's it." Yeah, no, because I've heard so many people from our generation, and you probably have too, who who have said that, like, uh, "Yeah, I just had to go because my grandmother or my grandfather it was important to them, right? Not not the parent, but the grandparent." I've heard so many people say that. Yeah, it was just a you know, it was just a thing, and and you know most. If you didn't go to a Catholic school, you go to CCD, and it right. was, you know, it was. We went. I did it all. I did it right from like first grade to seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, yeah. See, I it was important to my because my, my father was is is very Catholic, and he um he was actually studying. He was in the seminary studying for the priesthood when he met the woman who would eventually become my mother and fell in love and realized okay the priesthood wasn't for him, but um. The weird thing about me not being confirmed is because my dad uh, continued to be very involved in the church. And, in fact, he you know he gives out the wafer on Sunday. He's a Eucharistic minister now, so right, he's not a full right. priest, but he still Body does of the, Christ. the thing. Yes. <laughs> Body of Christ. <laughs> the, uh, Amen. What are they? What are they? Uh, transubstantiation is that the term for that when it the, when they go blah and everything changes. Anyway, um, <laughs> so so uh, but my dad actually taught a confirmation class Oh, where for a couple of months on Wednesday nights, I remember when I was a kid, there were these other kids who were a couple of years older than me who would come over and my dad would sit with them in the living room and go over whatever. Um, but for some reason, when I got to be their age, he never approached me about it, which I didn't understand at the time. But I didn't ask. Which is fine. You didn't want to do it anyway, did you? No. And I was already, at that age, I was already kind of over it. Like, you know, I'm agnostic, and I pretty much was already by then. Right. You know, I I already... You don't believe in an imaginary man in the sky? Believe it or not, no. <laughs> I know, it seems crazy, but no, by the time I was, you know, 13, 14... How dare you? I know. It's 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 incredible to, to think that... Uh, that there's not an invisible... I'm not listening to this show anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why I have so many liberal positions. It's my uh, my godlessness. But uh, 
you know, I'm pro-choice. I like immigrants, you know. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, so I didn't really want to have to do it. And I don't know what happened. I, to this day, I've never asked him. But for, for whatever reason, he never brought it up to me. He never really pushed it on me. And yet he taught this class that was, you know, because confirmation, it's one of the seven sacraments. Right. You're expected to, to do it, you know? Oh, no, you have to do it. But somehow I slid by. They actually, when you get confirmed, you have a confirmation name. Yes. They make you change your name, Matt. Well, you don't change it. No, you but, add to it. Right. Oh. You, it, you get a second middle name, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Maybe I, you and I should go get confirmed. Right. Wouldn't that be great? Well, I mean, it'd be a way to hedge our bets, you know, because if, if, if we're wrong and there is an invisible man. It's and, the same priest that's still there. Oh, I've been waiting for you. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for you. <laughs> How awful would that be? That's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was so creepy. Yeah. And made you feel uncomfortable. I was like. I'm later. Did you ever run into him? No. No? No. But he started calling the house. Yeah. Looking for me. (laughs) That's... I mean, this is weird. Pretty. That is pretty weird. And I'm like, uh, Ma? And I just give her the phone. Uh, It's, uh, you know, the priest from, uh, (laughs) you know, St. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. That is wild. Like I said, I was always a... I was raised in a very good way. You know what? Always very smart about anyone like touching you or or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Be aware of your surroundings. Don't let anyone do. You know, like, right. I was taught that at a very young age. Right, right, absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, there was even a different Strokes episode about it. Well, that was a later one. <laughs> was that Dudley? I don't remember. I just, but I do remember it was a very special different Strokes. Right, a very serious <laughs> one. And I actually remember, for whatever reason, I remember the dialogue. I remember the kid saying, "He tried to touch me, Dad." Oh, no. I don't know why I remember that, but that stands out. Uh, well, you're going back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, you know, you know what was scary about, like, some of these things that happened, though, is, like, you know, especially in, in going back to the 1950s where, you know, you had to go to church and you had to go to all your Sunday school and stuff like that. And, yeah. You know, the... Like, hey, so-and-so said this. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Studies show that people who can count to five without saying one or three can also enjoy the new 245 breakfast deal at Hardee's with made-from-scratch biscuits. Bite into this deal only at Hardee's. Feed your happy. Tax not included. Available for a limited time at participating Hardee's restaurants. Price and participation may vary. At, at, at class, like the priest said this, and we, we were uncomfortable. You're going back. You know, that he's a good man. Right, right. I'm like, well, no, but this is what he said. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that, that happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Ben Dion is in the Facebook live chat. I can't remember if I said hello to Ben or not. Of course, host of the weekly Dion Thursdays at six. Uh, Gia says, I totally get it. Wade Hall drives me nutty, but doesn't mind my snark team players. Uh, Fred Bonig from the Daily Ripple points out, uh, Jesus wept. John 1135. 
Because, of course, uh, Father Bruno says, you know, Jesus doesn't like that. Right. Uh, Stefan says, Pete is correct. More teary-eyed than a full Eric-type cry. Right. I'll probably get teary-eyed at least once at the palace while uh, Leiden performs with the Central Jazz Band. Proud tears. That's tonight. Oh, that's tonight? Wow. Yeah. And he says, did you cry at the end of Armageddon? I don't, I don't remember the ending. I've never seen Armageddon. That's I the one see, with you know, Bruce he, Willis, he, he right? Brought, he brought up his son, Lydon, and I was talking about Greece too today, yeah. and Lydon is in the maskers over at Central. Oh. So I said, next year for your big play, I'm trying to get him to do Greece too. <laughs> I saw him on the sidewalk today. Yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Um, Angela Philbrook says, uh, can Peter disclose which church had the creepy priest? Wondering if it is the same one I knew of. A lot of creepy priests out there. Yeah, but there's a lot of good ones, too. So yes. you can't, you cannot. Of course. You know. Of course. There's a lot of good ones. I don't want to say, I don't want to say, uh, I'm not going to say what, what uh, parish it was. Okay. But it was here in Manchester. Okay. All right. No, there's a lot of good ones, too. And it's it's important to, um, and it, it is important to clarify that, to make that distinction. Uh, because, I mean, and, and, you know, too, and speaking about the church, I mean, it's not as though you have this entire organization that seems to coddle and protect these people from prosecution by moving them around. So, right. Oh, wait. Well, anyway, yeah. It probably was the same one. Well, you know, <laughs> no, but I'm going to tell you, if you, you know, where you can see that you go somewhere where you can see this whole city. Yeah. Right. All the buildings, everything. You'll be able to see the steeple. <laughs> no, but we're loaded with steeples. Yeah, I mean there there's a there was a there was a Catholic church in every neighborhood, mm -hmm. and after all the big scandal came down, right? Yeah, after, I mean they're, they're, they got rid of. I think they, Saint Augustine's is gone. Uh, you know, some other churches in there now or whatever. Yeah, is it is that true? I don't know. I don't know. But a lot of these old churches, yeah, have have gone away. Yeah. Oh yeah, have gone away, and there's uh, you know, there's obviously the big ones left, but we'll, we'll say my the parish that this happened to me at is uh, still around. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, like I said, it was not a it wasn't a life changing experience for me or anything, but right. I was like, this is creepy. Told <laughs> told my parents. Yeah, and uh, you know that was it. Wow. Um, did you know New Hampshire is the least church going state in the country? I wouldn't know that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are. We got kicked out once. You know how they go around with the basket? Yeah. I thought it was give a little, take a little. <laughs> how old were you? No, I never did that. That's oh. just a, That was just my joke. Oh, you should have <laughs> run with it. My afternoon joke. Yes, yes. Oh, your afternoon joke. All right. We're also going to finish out this week with one more classic clip. Again, also from, by classic, I mean, you know, a few months ago. But uh, always love a great argument on Matt Connerton Unleashed. So uh, that's what uh, we're going to close out with. But thank you for uh, checking out this week's Best of Matt Connerton Unleashed every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. here on WMNH 95.3. Of course, the show is live weekdays from 4 to 6 p.m. from WMNH. And, uh, of course, you can also watch it on the Facebook on uh, the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page and on Comcast 97 live. Uh, but uh, we're going to end this week with uh, Ryan Gorman, who, uh, you know, comes onto the show once in a while, brings a lot of energy, always very exciting and sometimes controversial. But he got into uh, 
an argument with uh, Fred Bonig from the Daily Ripple and Ripple Radio, who is a frequent caller, also sends me a lot of great music to play on the show and so forth. Uh, I've known both of these gentlemen for a long time, and uh, they got into a bit of a a bit of a kerfuffle. So we'll finish out with this clip: Ryan Gorman versus Fred Bonig on this week's Best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Yeah. I th- I well, I don't have to agree with someone politically to get along with them. No, though. I know, but I, I just it makes it much easier. Yeah, I, you know? I guess. I don't but know. But I, I think you, and the other thing about you is if we didn't get along in that department and you and I were still the same, let's just, I'll hear you if you're saying stuff that is. Yeah. Listen, I've had, I have friends that are super conservative Yeah. that I actually will go to. I'm like, I'm like, I have a real tough time just uh, yelling this one to death. And, uh, <laughs> you know, because they, they, they will. They will come back with evidence and facts. And and again, for me, a lot of that stuff then comes down to, okay, how are we interpreting these facts? Right, right. Um, and, you know, basically it comes down to my way of interpreting it is right 100% of the time. <laughs> yes, and yes. yours is not. So. Um, I, uh, no, I, I mean, I, I enjoy discussing uh, politics with people I disagree with. The only thing I don't like is, like, if I'm talking to a conservative friend and, hmm. you know, their response to everything is butter emails and oh, Benghazi, yeah, that, yeah, that gets listen, really tired. Listen, Hillary's a satanic, pedophile, awful, disgusting, should be in jail for horrific... I take that back. I don't know for a fact. She's right, thing. right. But based on stuff I've read in the circles that they run in and the weirdos that, that, that go, go along with... A lot of that yeah. left end stuff uh, is just as bad as the racist we, red. Yeah, we we, we got a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hello. He hung up when he realized he wouldn't get a word in edgewise. It might be the Phantom. All right, nobody there. Okay. Oh, Fred. Uh, Fred Bonig, by the no, uh, Fred Bonig. Uh, from the Daily Ripple uh, just sent me a, a song I can play later about uh, Trump's taxes or, or a song for Trump's taxes. Uh, the check's in the mail. <laughs> it's called. Uh, I look forward to that. Thank you, Fred. Fred always sends me great stuff. He's a, he's a radio guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I like I enjoy. Oh, hello to uh, Dr. Jeff Cassell in the Facebook live chat. Fred says, uh, no, it's not just as bad. LOL. Um well, he, he, he's talking about so Fred would disagree with you about what you said about Hillary. Okay. Because because Fred Fred will often defend Hillary because what happens on the show is oh and since we're talking about Hillary Clinton it, it's kind of a, a rule that and it's my own fault I brought it up but uh, we have to play this in the background uh, so um, it's uh, oh, her voice do you imagine four years and Fred's Trump, albeit dangerous and scary and wrong, is uh, entertaining with his stupidity. Fred says 30 years of income taxes, 30 years of investigations, and nothing. Referring to Hillary. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Dude, let's look at the fact. Let's just look, look at her as a human being. Yeah. Start with that. Okay. Start with her detail that protected her uh, uh, when she was uh, the first wife in, in uh, Arkansas. Look at people that were close to that family and listen to how she is as a person. She's, she's terrible. She's a smiling liar. Mm. I'm probably revving up a lot of liberals. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry. I just, like I said, I equally yeah. hate uh, bad people. Because no matter what side they lean towards. Let's uh, let's grab this call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? 
Oh, how are you today, uh, Officer McGuire? Great. the police, how are you today? Officer oh. McGuire, how are you, Bob? You two know each other? Yeah, he's all no, right. I'm, he's nice. uh, I'm not going to take up too much of your time. I know you're, you're doing the show there. The reason I'm calling, I don't know if it's you. I'm not making any accusations. There's a fair amount of hooligans popping uppers and downers, going around, coloring the town with their little spray cans, okay? And I'm not accusing you, but I'm here to tell you, if I do catch you out there, someone's out in my neighborhood doing overpasses, painting female breasts with erect nipples and all kinds of inappropriate things for the kids, I'm going to tell you one time. My mother won Miss Manchester in 1978. This means a lot to me in town, all right? I don't want you doing nothing bad, so I'm going to tell you one time. If I catch you, I'm going to make you clean it up. I, I just... Maguire, when did they start hiring cops from Alabama to come to Manchester? It's ridiculous. You can make your jokes, Bob. All right? You can make your jokes. All right, but I'm, I'm glad you right responded now, you back with me. the bub. You that passed me on the, on the road, and, you, and I hear any rattling in your bag. Not only am I going to strip you, I'm going to make you eat your spray can. Because I want you vandalizing the GD town. Man, I'm not accusing you, bub. Listen, right? man, I'm not a, I am not buddy, a right? uh, vandal. I'm not a vandal. Get back on duty. I don't disrupt public property. Oh, he hung up. You've never or a uh, private property for that matter. You've never painted a dongle on. Uh, never in, once in I've, I've not painted a single dongle uh, where it that's shouldn't a, have been painted. That's a big relief. No, I do not. I do not. Uh, I do not partake in vandalism. Yes, yes. You know what? Uh, that uh, that that's uh, a fact. That disavowal of uh, vandalism deserves a little. Uh, good for you. Good Huge for you. fan of street art. Uh, yeah. I, I am also anti-vandal. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's cool at all. No, no, I agree with you. Uh, hello to uh, John Midas Manning in the uh, Facebook live uh, chat. DJ my Midas. Oldest, my oldest, one of my oldest and closest friends right there. Yes. Well, and a, 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 a friggin' awesome guy. Great abs- friend. Absolutely. And he has a show here on WMNH uh, every Saturday and Sunday night from 12 a.m. to 4 a.m. Late Night Delight with DJ Midas. It is uh, quite wonderful. It is. Listen, if if you, first of all, if you're from Manchester and you don't know who Midas is, um, get get yourself familiar. Um, in my opinion, I'm not just saying this because it's my friend. I know a lot of other people that would back this statement. Um, oftentimes, DJs like aren't considered like real musicians, or they they're playing other people's music. Listen, I don't care who you, who you are. If if you can can put together. The, the pairings of songs, the, 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 the just oh, the yeah. way that they're put together, the, the, the stylings, the cuts, the blends. The, the, he is by far, in my opinion, the most creative DJ I've ever heard, period. Oh, yeah. Um, he's so original, so uh, his sets are just so methodically, like, uh, you know, put together. And, and that's that is from a year of uh, years and years of cataloging thousands and thousands of hours of music that he continues to keep his collection fresh and i imagine that's been much easier when now that things have been digitized oh yeah because, no doubt uh, i don't think 1000 elm street would be able to hold the amount of vinyl this kid had when we were when we were uh, coming <laughs> up but uh, he, he is by far uh, the, the best dj i've ever heard who's made other people's music his own. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Fred uh, from the Daily Ripple says, uh, fact, 30 years and nothing, but let's hear what you have that isn't third-hand info. Oh, my God. He's dude, give a, this guy my personal number. He's, he's, picking, a fight, will, he's will, picking a fight with you on Hillary. That's fine. Yeah. Mo- mo- most, most softer than a sneaker full of grapes people do. But I'm just kidding, sir. I don't know. You're probably huge. Probably beat the snot out of me. Yes. But uh, 
I already said I don't own any. No, he's he's not uh, he's not no. a violent person. No, no for, I, and neither am I. I just I no, I, I just think, sir, and and I respectfully I respectfully uh, disagree with that. I couldn't be able to pull up a ton of stuff. Like I said, I just can't do that now. I would absolutely do that um, in another forum or on your forum if we wanted to do that. Um, but uh, I, I'm ha- I would be happy to have a discussion, a friendly back and forth emails, whatever, with this gentleman trading uh, stuff that I find from from sources that are, you know, just as uh, questionable as any source, you know? I mean, it is hard to find, uh, you know, what is, what is true. There's, there's, there's your side, my side, and then there's the truth. And, and it takes a lot to get to potentially what the truth is. I I just think Hillary sucks. I thought you were going to say it takes a village. I can just tell you, I'm a pretty good judge of character. Ah, I am. And I'll tell you, she sucks. You know who's Trump a little, sucks too. Well, yeah. You know who's a little. Uh, oh, uh, Midas says, uh, "Guys, thank you." Um, you Welcome. Know, you know who's a little sweet on her is, uh, I think, uh, John Hopwood. Is he? Well, listen. When I was when I was a young like when I was a younger fella, when uh, oh, about seven or eight inches. Yeah, he's a little uh, sweet on yeah, her. Yeah, like I said, when I was a younger fella, seven yes. or eight inches. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I used to think Hillary was hot. Oh yeah, you know back when. Uh, in the, you know, in the early days of the, yeah, when yeah. the well, when the you know when the CIA was was flying cocaine into the United States to help start, oh my, single handedly start the crack epidemic, oh my, uh, in black communities, oh, um, they were landing in an airport. I think I've told you this. Uh, we, uh, oh which, yeah, yeah, no, on your show, and, uh, and yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Oh, it's that crazy guy, Fred. <laughs> My old pal, Fred, from the Daily Ripple. How are you, sir? I thought I might hear from you. Uh, another fine day in paradise. Yes, yes. Welcome. Well, I was just letting him go on. He was. Uh, oh, which was, I will. He was You'll going to implement it happen, trust the cocaine me. and all that that happened in the 80s. Oh, so uh, that, um, which, no, that's wonderful. It was wait, under wait. Reagan, but go I, ahead. It was under Reagan. Okay. Okay. Did, now, did so you get me to do, do it? Hillary okay, first, again? First of all, Mr. Uh, what is it, Fred? Fred? Yep, Fred Bonig. Oh, Fred, first of all, so. And, and just uh, and, and before you go on, just so you know, uh, I voted for Ronald Reagan. I voted for George H. Bush. I voted for Ross Perot. I voted for George W. Bush. I voted for uh, Barack Obama. I voted for Bernie Sanders. And then I voted for Hillary. I have met. Uh, let's see. I have I, met I, Hillary. I, 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 first of all, Bill, I want to say I've that I appreciate. Trump. I've met all. So first of all, I want well, go, go, go go ahead. I, I'm I'm being rude. I, I'm, no, I'm just, I, I think you, all I'm saying is is that you, you don't know, go all these years that they they've had you know the the most rabid you know right wingers trying to get her they they've never pulled it off. I mean, if if they couldn't pull it off in 30 years, somebody's got to say, okay, well maybe we need to go for a little bit easier target. Somebody that that doesn't have his his uh, his you know, 30 years of investigation, and then in two years they found that he's a major crook, he's all these things, but we're going to focus on Hillary, who they've yet to find anything. I mean, Benghazi again, you know, Benghazi, right? I mean, they did that investigation, they found nothing. They found nothing in her server that, you know, just all the... Just just, just to, I, I, I get what you're saying. First of all, let me start with this. I respect the way that you said you would vote for Ross Perot. You you kind of go back and forth a little bit. Seems like you kind of lean right. I would guess politically you probably my lean right. Life, yeah, my whole life, my whole life until I, 2010. Okay, and, and I don't, and, and that's fine. I honestly don't care which way a person leans, left or right. 
But I want to address one of the first things that you said, which was, oh, the CIA and the cocaine. That started in the 1980s. So right there, I'm like, okay, so we have a time frame on when horrific, terrible stuff it has a statute of limitations. So maybe maybe her personally, but listen, this woman has been in cahoots with her husband and every slime from the beginning of time. So 1980s, so maybe but she... But they never caught him doing anything. They never That's caught the him doing they, anything. Dude, they never ca- actually caught them who doing anything. Who investigates them? That was trial. Who investigates them? Who investigates the top echelon All right-wingers of, of, they investigated. Who do you think Bossy is? Bossy. Dude, you listen, Bossy first of all, is? you're talking to somebody who literally thinks they're satanic and, like, sa- I do. <laughs> I literally think the country, the world over is run by lizards. I'm not joking. I really do. Okay. So that's who you're talking to right now. So, I, like, right away, I know you probably are going to discount everything I say. You're going to discount everything I say, but that's only because you have only... I don't believe in lizards. Right, which to me is right. is ridiculous because you haven't read into all of these things that if you if you just look at it, it's just like it's so plain and easy to see. I, I'm not joking. I know I sound like a nutcase, and I really don't care, but... For the record, I believe in lizards. I just don't believe in lizard people. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. I believe in lizards too. I, oh, okay. I've seen lizards Reptilians, all my life. Anunnaki. Oh, okay. Trust me, I, Fred, Fred. I thought you Dude, were. I, I thought I, you were a lizard I, denier. I was confused. No, a, no, I'm not a lizard denier. I, I believe. I believe in geckos. I believe sure. in, oh. in, in in lizards. I believe in alligators. When do, when do you I believe, believe that? Um, when do you, at what point do you believe that our true history and like in writings? Uh, so anything written by like ancient, ancient times, is that all BS, all that stuff? You mean the people who thought the world was flat, uh, the people that worship the sun, the people, who, <laughs> the people that worship the sun, you mean, you mean, you mean, down, the, hold down, on, the people that worship the sun, yes, the people that worship the sun that every, every religion virtually is based on? Dude, look how many. Yeah, well, yeah, because they what? sat there at the edge of the cut, you know, they had millennium. To sit at the edge of the hillside and watch the sunrise and mark where it was right. in the skies because of no light pollution. They right. actually Look, see the stars. Sir. Yeah, I believe that they, they, they made up crap that they believed. Yeah, that they could tell time and they could do numbers based on that. Yeah, right. And, and, we're, and we're a society in which, and by the way, let me just make this real clear. I'm not a flat earther. But I also, okay, good, but, I also <laughs> but I also don't discount every flat earther as a moron. I actually will listen to them, and I guarantee you, if you get in a in a, in a back and forth with a, with a with a well read uh, flat earther, which they do exist, oh, I think they're wrong, but they, they they're there. They're everywhere now, and they yeah. probably know more scientifically than most than right. most people that would just. I'm telling you, the Earth is is round because I saw the shape of it when I was getting here from my home planet. So, oh, well, uh, yeah. Listen, all right. I'll, I'll take you down all sorts of rabbit holes. Yes, yes. No, well, listen, I, I started believing the Earth was round when my father gave me one of the original Lovell photographs that was signed by the. Oh, gee, dude, that you actually see, took that picture and it hung in my bedroom window. I mean, because they took I, it from the window. Dude, wall. see, so he's going to make me say stuff that like makes me sound like flat Dude, don't, oh my God, why does no picture of outer space like the Earth? Not one of them looks anywhere close. They, they they admit they have to use Photoshop, this and that, but they, I mean, dude, you're getting me way off topic, which is so easy to do. So easy. You sound you sounded like you were about yeah, to make I the know. flat earth argument. But, but we, I, I'm going to make to, I, dude, to, some to of the, the stuff they say is compelling. Stuff that, that's very obvious. That's where 
very obvious stuff obvious like that we are and not that, assume everything is a conspiracy that's all my no point. everything is not a conspiracy the, the, the one thing is conspiracy everything oh i see what you did there yeah it's basically said the same thing that you said right? <laughs> no listen listen I have come to find out that everything I'm told is just listen. I wasn't believe it or not, sir. I was not uh, I was not an ace student growing up, uh, and that actually has zero to do with my intelligence because uh, never, my friend, mistake education for intelligence. There's a huge difference. Well, I think okay? we can all agree on that. Yeah, yeah there's a, a huge difference. Now I've come to find out. So, well, listen, sir. Let me ask you this. We start, I hope, if, if there's any children under, like, 12 listening right now, have them leave the room, because I don't want to be this guy that ruins something for kids. About Santa Claus? Yeah, dude, from, from the <laughs> beginning of time, you're taught not to, not to lie, right, by your parents. Yet, they help tell the biggest lie that literally will, will destroy some children's, like, entire psyche about yes. trust. Right. So now you're telling me, that and, and all my teachers have told me that was true. So I go to school and I'm told what? And I'm told certain things are a certain way and I am taught to memorize information. I am not taught to actually go out and, and research and look for stuff. No, you're told this is this. Uh, if you want to know why, look on chapter 13 where somebody else wrote, wrote that. So if you, listen, I just know the earth is, isn't flat. I, I, I have no reason to tell you why. Right. I just, I just know it's not. Right. It's just because of basic stuff. But yeah, it might happen. So when you happen to see the the eclipse and that round circle that travels across the <laughs> the moon, yes. would kind of give you. Dude, the I worry that about shape shifting reptilians like messing with me. Okay, so I, I like like I I don't. It's let me just say this. Let me just just say this. <laughs> there is enough stuff. Without getting as deep into the lizard stuff, uh-huh. uh, as there's plenty of it for you to find if you wanted to look for it. For example, I love this one because this gets people riled up. 9-11 was an inside job. Uh-oh. Okay? Uh-oh. It was 100% without a doubt. And if you even scratch the surface a little bit on that subject matter, it's just blatantly evident. Okay? I don't need to go into... See, because this is the thing. People will like, tell me why. And it's like, dude... I have spent so many hours, like, <laughs> when when you people would say, well, you should have been out doing something constructive. Yeah, like what? Following suit? Listening to everybody else and just doing doing what everything, everybody's telling me? No, sorry. I, was, I, I spent hours after planes flew into the World Trade Center, almost murdering my brother. Okay, who worked there? Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Oh, so, he was there. So don't come at me with that. Wow. I'm not saying this guy did come at me with that. I brought it up. Right, right. But don't sit here and be like, well, that's being rude to the dead. No. Ignoring the truth is absolutely disrespect. Yeah, laugh it up, dude. 3,000 people lost their lives in just those buildings. Cops, firefighters. Sir, let me ask you one question. Why Why would a, would a, would a, would a federal grand jury... B, hearing evidence of a controlled demolition now. Why? Sir, why, why would they get... be why would they be listening uh having a, a grand jury saying that there was a de- it was a demolition job? Yes. They 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 would need compelling evidence to say that they're going to have that trial, that hearing. 
Yeah, Matt, no, they wouldn't need compelling up. evidence. They would only need compelling evidence for the grand jury to to indict. Oh, them. so you so, so they wouldn't so you have can to have just, compelling you can, evidence so can just, like, to get a grand jury. Just have somebody say it, and then they say that's, that's why they have the grand jury. Oh my God, Matt, I'm going to have a grand jury. Because if, if there was you. compelling evidence, then Donald Trump would be, you know, would long be in prison Dude, Donald because they had an ass many many hours of grand juries. Without compelling evidence. Well, you know what? He, you know, he, he's, he's, if he, if he ever gets indicted, he'll probably skip town to one of his pee parties over in, 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 in Russia. Dude, listen mm-hmm. to me. You la- you just laughed that off, and I can already tell by the way you just laughed that off that you have literally probably zero knowledge in in what happened in nine eleven. Literally zero. Oh, I, I have to disagree with that. I don't okay, know. I, 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 I would love I, to I hear did, why I, I why it was not. A- a- the panel you- that that was the uh, at the ten year anniversary. Oh, you did. And we went through the entire report. Yeah. Um, sitting there, I mean, what, I, I, how, I did how about do the that. Families? How about the families of the victims, dude, it. that were there that had none of their questions, none of them answered by by the commission? How come Building Seven was left completely out of the report, dude? Completely out of the report. Why? That's what I thought. I don't know. You tell us. No, tell us no. why it was left out. Dude, I'm not going to answer your lack of not even knowing that with a, with an answer. Oh, no, I know. No, let me ask you one more fact, question, I play dude, because now you really got to buy it up. But that's okay. No, no, no. Let's talk about this. Why did we get into the Vietnam War? Out. This is my favorite one. What was the main thing that led to us getting into the Vietnam War? That killed 55,000 Americans, dude. Okay? Keep them in mind. And all the and all the homeless vets that are out there that get zero respect now that they're home and on the streets, no respect, no dignity given to these guys who saw some of the most horrific stuff in their life. Why did we get brought into that war? The one big thing. There was an incident in the Gulf of Tonkin. Remember what happened? Yes, yes. They, yes, they faked it out. They, they said that they were attacked and they really weren't. Okay, yeah. no, that's not a big deal, right? Because it was probably 20 years. Oh, it was. It was no, just, well, just, it's the it same was, thing as. It's the, it's the same, same thing, thing as the CIA running we, They are throwing the babies States. out of incubators. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the what? same thing as them right now starting a Hold war on, with Iran. Did you just say Iran. something about the, the and, what, and you're the talking Iraq, to the guy who's who's chased down all the hawks. We 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 know what that was about, right? Yeah. Is he is he agreeing with me on that? Because I I, I I I think so. You were saying it's the same thing as the babies being thrown on the floor from the incubators in Iraq, right? Well, the the Which claim, never happened. the Which claim, never happened. Goes, yeah, it never happened. Right. Nobody seems to have a problem with that. Everyone's just, yes, okay. Yes, well, okay. Well, most most people don't. No, I've, I've Fred yeah, talked about. Most people don't know why because it's not on the news. You have to dig for that. Right, stuff. right. Well, Fred, and it sounds like if he knows that, he does. He he. Well, Fred, I didn't Fred's, mean to spread. I, and yeah. by the way, dude, this is just how I talk to anybody. By the way, yes, I, I'm, I'm like, it's, you it's, it's like okay. A, but let me let me explain to you something because I know Matt's going to say it next, but I'll say it for him. Fred's a gold star dad. Fred has taken on Tom Cotton. Fred has taken on Lindsey Graham. Fred has taken on Adam Kinzinger. Fred has taken on Tom uh, Ted Cruz. Fred has taken on all these guys. Yeah, guys that currently have dignity on live camera I'm not one of them. about these issues. Right. Okay. So, so you're wh- just talking to somebody who gets the thing about war. Yeah. Okay. Good. Dude, I'm nothing. staunchly anti-war. Period. I think it's disgusting that that we do what we do to our youth. Dude, an 18-year-old yeah. kid is a child. Yeah. Five years from now, that could happen to my son. Yeah. Like, dude, you better have five, somebody ten, at my effing Nine years ago, it happened to mine. And I have three other kids serving. And God bless so him for I, doing I get that, it. I mean, I'm a gold star dad. Yeah, yeah. and, 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 and that dude. That means and, I, I was in Arlington last week 
when, yep. when where my son was buried nine years ago. So, I mean, I get that. I, I, I'm, good. I'm anti-war and, 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 and for I'm, a lot of reasons. I'm sorry for your loss, and I, and I respect you so I much understand. for, for having okay. the courage to do that. But I, but I get it. I mean, just so you understand, I get it. Good. And I get that we are out of time for this week's best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. I want to thank you all for listening and for supporting the show. And thank you for checking out WMNH 95.3 FM. And, uh, you know, I, I really, uh, it's the best part of my day. Uh, doing the show Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Of course, you can listen on WMNH 95.3. As I know a lot of people do, it's afternoon drive or evening drive, whatever you want to call it, people listening home on their way home from work. Of course, you can also watch the show online on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page. If you miss the show, don't worry. Just like with all the shows on WMNH, you just go to WMNHradio.org. So whether it's uh, Matt Connerton Unleashed or The Morning Show or uh, you, The Weekly Die On, uh, uh, Rob Azevedo with uh, Granite State of Mind. Um, let's see, what am I? Oh, uh, Kyle Heavey with Off the Mark Sports. Any of the shows here on WMNH. Uh, you can check out at WMNHradio.org. You can get them on demand because it is an on-demand world. But that's it for now. Hey, I'll talk at you all on Monday live at 4 p.m. Have a great rest of your weekend, and I'm out of here. I'll talk at you all, as I like to say during the week. I'll talk at you all a little bit later. Bye, everybody.